And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk, live on the PPRN Radio Network. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Ma. COVID washable. Nope. Yeah, actually, kind of, yeah. Negative. (laughs) But you're still COVID washable. Nope. Yep. Yep. We're going to return you if you're not. (laughs) We got the warranty. I'm Mock. (laughs) (laughs) The Vast Chris Vassy. And the Red of a Red Baron. Boom. I wish you guys could have seen, right before we signed on, I took these... uh, Vice grip things, and I got Kyle right in the nipple. <laughs> like, I just took him, and I closed him. Kyle's face was the best I've ever seen in my life. You got upper areola. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, like, kind of one of those, like, surprise anal videos. You know what? So on the hub. So Mark doesn't feel like that. We should give him one pick for each of us. He doesn't are, know what the beers are. It's the fun of it. Picks a random number. I can send him the picture I took. No, random number. One through 12. He just picks a number. No. Cut, cut. How, about, how about we lead into what we're doing? So, anyways, so before we get shit to me, so right? we can't before we get into the starting lineups. Um, I had hoped that uh, Machine Washable was going to be here because if he was, I had prepared like a sampling for all of them. We were all going to try all twelve. Um, but seeing as how now it's a nice even number, <laughs> um, <laughs> we can just di- <laughs> we can just divide these up. So. I don't, I don't know what just played, but that was hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, the Clown Shoes Brewery's 12 Beers of Christmas Variety Pack. We, we played their uh, softball team one day. Clown Shoes? Yeah. It, Where? Was, uh, it was something along those lines. But but if no. you know anything about Clown Shoes Brewery, they they um they have one beer that they discontinued. It makes me real sad. The Barista. That was awesome. That was so oh, good. Yeah. It was the, that was the uh, Hazelnut Milk Stout. Ooh, that's a in the bomber. Yeah, hazelnut milk stout made with lactose. Delicious. Lactose, right. huh? I like that Kendall only remembers the bottle. <laughs> well, I remember. Well, it was because so every <laughs> every single bottle of clown shoes has a unique cartoon character on the can yeah. or bottle, and they're yeah. wearing a pair of clown shoes. And so, like the barista was this like very curvy brunette girl that had giant like eagle wings on her back and a pair of clown shoes. And so it's the packaging is actually pretty cool because on the 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 front of the a side of it does it say the twelve beers of Christmas over there, Kendall? Did it get ripped? Oh no, because you you have the uh, top and bottom. Yeah, it's cool because it's got like all the characters from the beer like decorating a Christmas tree. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I so the- we're gonna do it. There's twelve beers. We're each gonna get three, and we're gonna do a draft on the uh, on the, the show real quick. So everybody has the beers that they want. So. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we? Why don't we do the, the the two that we each really want, and then there'll be four left over, and then Mock can just we'll just put them in an order, yep. and then Mock will just assign each person a number, and whatever number you get that beer. Perfect. Uh, Are good. we doing snake draft well, or no? Um. Well, I mean, no. if, if you're doing mm. a sampling, do you need to do a draft? No, no, no. We're not doing a sampling because you got COVID. Oh. Well, he technically. Oh. Didn't that's true. I don't have it. We're going to do a snake draft order. Kyle, come on, man. I had the headphones perfect. You come in here and you double fist the All right, microphone. All right, so we had... Uh, I don't know. What do, you guys, do you guys think we should do a snake draft? Yes, because I don't want to be picking fourth each time. All right. You get to pick first. Yeah, I know, but that means I also get to pick last. 
Um, so we're doing a snake order draft for the 12 beers. Uh, we have Pecan Pie Porter, One Man Holiday, Eagle Claw Fist, Royal Standard, Galactica, Chocolate Sombrero, Bubble Farm, Hoppy Feet, Yeehaw, Reindeer Games, Spice, or I'm sorry, Space Cake, and Advent Party. Can they take whatever you want, but I just feel like you would really like number nine. So, we have a draft order. We are going to do Snake. It goes Paul, Souls, Kendall, and me. I would like beer number seven, the Chocolate Sombrero. Chocolate Sombrero is Paul's. The Mexican Stout. Also the best picture on that. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than having a beer with Jack Black on it from Nacho Libre. In Souls. The, in the second round of the 12 Years of Christmas. This is the first round, Kyle. <laughs> with the second overall pick. You <laughs> watch sports. Sorry. Sorry. So sorry. Kyle Souls. But no, he doesn't. Kyle. Don't make me say it. Kyle Souls selects Space Cake. Good pick, Kyle. Thank you, sir. You're a good guy. I, I like know. you now. That was a reach. <laughs> I like I like the space. Ooh, I like that guy. I, I'm glad Kendall. Uh, I'm going to take uh, number nine, the uh, one man holiday. You're the a one man holiday. One Thank man you. holiday. Where is one man holiday? See, this draft is like a trickier thing because like you probably could have got that beer with your like next pick because Massey probably wouldn't have taken it. But like, if you want it, you can't risk not getting assigned it by Mock. This is true. You know. I know, what you, I know what you're going for with your next pick if he doesn't take it. I want them all. That's what an alcoholic would say. <laughs> all right, Mass, back to back. Uh, Rattle right. off. See, I'm Kyle torn. hurtful words. I'm not a hurtful guy. I'm going to do the pecan pie porter. Nice. Kendall's had that. Yes. Can I see I, the can real quick? Does it have the same like uh, samurai guy? Yeah. yeah, that's a very funny picture. I know she's That's surprised. Kyle. Surprised by that pick, Mass. <laughs> hey, remember that time? Never mind. I'll, I'm not going to say it. I'll be the bigger person. Go ahead and say it, Kyle. No, I'm not saying it. Go Mock, ahead and say Mock it, Kyle. knows. Mock knows. Just fucking say it, Kyle. I don't know Kyle. what you're talking about. Just take it. Come on, Mass. Hurry up. We I'm got, thinking. We got show to do. <laughs> I know we do. Um, fuck. Uh, I'll take the Royal Standard. Why, because it's, it's got a lion on it? Big Chronicles of Narnia fan? Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go number one. Oh, you bastard. You just like to seal. Was... <laughs> it's an otter. <laughs> the double dry hopped yeehaw. The double dry hopped yeehaw. <laughs> that rat. <laughs> it is a rat thing to do. Yeah, you're up. All right. Um, I'm going to pick Bubble Farm. Bubble Farm is my pick. Kyle, what was your pick? Bubble Farm. <laughs> Could you repeat and that? Paul, finish this off. Uh, I guess I'll take... Uh, let me see what this guy... Guy's uh, percentage-wise. <laughs> so I know what the other one percentage-wise is, and I gotta drive home. Alright, we're good. I'll take the... Uh, I'll take the Advent Party Crasher. Damn. Uh, you should've taken it. Well, I was sitting on that one. What, to get randomly assigned to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mock, I am currently mixing the beers in a random order. These beers, gentlemen, will go from left, this one being number one, two, three, and four. All right. So, uh, Mock, who gets one? One will go to Kendall. Kendall? Which one is that? 
I received. Uh, we'll we'll, 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 we'll okay. announce it at the uh, the end because I don't want Mock to. Uh, number two will go to Kyle. Number two goes to Kyle. Number three goes to uh, Paul. Okay, and number four goes to me. Yep. All right, gents. Four, what did you four, get? Four. You give all four to Rebecca. Perfect. Uh, gents, what did you get? Randomly assigned. I got. I got Hoppy Feet Black IPA, which is the beer that has Peyton Manning on the can. <laughs> Kendall? <laughs> uh, I, I got uh, Galactica, but it looks like there's a trade going down. Oh, wait a minute. That's illegal. Uh, no, we're going to allow it. So Kyle, Kyle is trading his randomly assigned pick of the Eagle Claw Fist IPA to Kendall for the Galactica Double IPA. I got all three that I wanted. You know... Kyle was the guy that campaigned for me to have this. Yeah, I know, and then input, completely ignored it. And then just just shit all over it. Uh, I ended I up with the uh, the reindeer games, Belgian style India Pale Ale. All right, gents. Does it say Belgian on it? Uh, Bavarian style. Sorry. <laughs> it's something with a B. Oh, sorry. I can't believe they packaged something different than what's on the bar. A bunch of <laughs> this is the Berlin style. Does anybody else have anything else they're looking to shop or acquire before we move on? I'll listen to offers if anybody wants to. I don't remember what you have. I have the pecan pie, I have the reindeer games, and I have the Royal Standard Heavy Ale. We Heavy Ale. It's like, you know, it's like I really, I really want the reindeer games, but not more than I want any of the ones I have. <laughs> okay. I know. I kind of want to play play mine out. I, I think we would line up here. All right, gents. Uh, toast of excellence. I also don't think anybody else at this table would like a black IPA except for Kendall because he likes anything. Oh, I would try uh, it. real quick. Uh, first toast of excellence goes to drumroll, please. The rat of a red baron, Kendall Reed. Thank Kendall you. Reed for getting uh, the members of GSWD Christmas gifts. Thank you, buddy. Hey, you're very welcome. Mock, I have yours. I'm going to drop it off at your house when I drop off the other gift for you. You know, I was gonna. I was just gonna say to Ken, I was like, "I'd like you to deliver it, please." It is a. Uh, do you mind if I tell everybody what it is, yeah, or do you yeah. want Mock to be surprised? No, you can tell. He gave everybody a twenty-five dollar gift card to Total Wine. Oh, nice! Which Thank is you, super Ken. inconvenient for Kyle and Mock because they live nowhere <laughs> near a Total Wine. <laughs> I don't, because I will be there tomorrow. So if they're <laughs> if they're open past eight, I'm gonna use it to buy Bourbon County, <laughs> and I could just give Paul my twenty-five dollar. And buy beer that he's he right. for the show. <laughs> if everybody wants to just give me their gift card, I'll buy them beer for the show. I'd like to trade mine for sh- clams. <laughs> Who's clam? Ooh, you know what I no, like. No, no, no. I'm not taking that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, bu- I'm not buying talking... a show tomorrow. I'm not buying a beer tomorrow. We're talking New Haven it. shellfish. Because we're not <laughs> we're not drinking beer next week, so you don't need beer. I'm not drinking champagne. Champagne, baby. Hey, we got the nog too with the fridge. champagne, mimosas, bloody marys. Oh yeah, peach bellinis, all kinds of brunch type things. <laughs> mimosas are pretty good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you ever had a peach bellini? I uh, no, I've not. Yeah, pe- a peach peach bellini is like. So you remember the first time, woman? That's a mimosa. You remember the first time you ever came during a blowjob? That's a peach bellini. Wow. Yeah, you were like the kid doesn't get any better than this, and you were like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Like something, we might be onto something, something like here. flicking this wall. It's happening. When I was when I went to Vegas with Ashley a couple years ago, uh, and then a peach mimosas when she farts. <laughs> we uh, I don't remember what we had gone to, but we got a wristband for going to it. Um, at breakfast the next morning, I still hadn't taken it off, and they were giving out wristbands for unlimited mimosas. 
and they never fucking checked the color. Oh, man. So I downed like 30 mimosas. I wish you said like two. <laughs> I drank like two whole mimosas. <laughs> I split one I with Ashley. I don't want to take advantage. <laughs> right, let's play a quick game for a GSWD point. Go. Do you understand Before we do how much ones. damage Kendall would do there? Yes. yes. Right. So we're going to go same order as the... As the the beer the beer draft randomizer, but Mach will take my spot. Okay. So Mach, you're one. Nice. What country were these vice grips made in? Ooh man, I should know this because I play with those. <laughs> so should I. That's why I let him go first. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say they are made in Taiwan. All right, he got it right out of the gate. Damn. Yeah. I don't have any backup points. That's right. He- That's right. I knew it was Taiwan. <laughs> Did you? Well, Kyle, what would your guess have been if Taiwan was wrong? China. No, that's fair. And then if China was wrong, what would you have guessed, Mass? If both Taiwan and China? Yeah. Um, probably Germany. No, that's fair. Kendall? Then- if, if all wrong, then the good old US of A. Nice. No, stuff's not made here. <laughs> if, if all of those were wrong, I probably would have guessed, like, Korea. Uzbekistan. <laughs> nah, they're they're known for cotton. <laughs> Big cotton country. I thought, I thought that. I thought that's what. Never mind. Yeah, we gotta move on. Advil. Yeah. Advil. All right, toast of excellence. Uh, I have a couple. Good. Am I rattling them all off? Yep. All right. Well, do, that do doesn't make any sense. Time. No, it doesn't. What? Do one at a time. So you want him to go and then somebody else? Yeah. All right. All right. So, my first one is to um, offensive lineman Tyree Phillips of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Did anybody see this play? No. Lamar Jackson was uh, uh, got the ball stripped from him seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and Tyree Phillips picked it up, scooped it, and ran it for a first down on a first and ten. So, he, he, so he, he had a 20-yard rush. <laughs> Good he, for him. But he scooped it up while blocking. Like, he bent down with a hand in the chest of a defender, scooped the ball with one hand, stiff-armed him, and then ran almost 20 yards for a first down. Good for him. Yeah, pretty pretty dope. The caption was, Tyree Phillips was rumbling. <laughs> and then somebody else <laughs> commented, get that man's Madden ball security up to 100. Because <laughs> he was running with two arms the whole That's pretty intense. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Mass? Um... Mine is to hold on. I just lost it. Give me a second. I will find. All three of mine are football related. Uh, That's not true. Mine is to the fact that we heard that Nickelodeon is going to be televising one of the. That's insane. uh, Wild card games. That's so crazy. It's wait. That was real. Yeah, that's real. I saw an ad for it. So they're going to be doing like super. It doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't they just do a game? Why wouldn't they just do a game at one, at four, and at eight, and then you do CBS, NBC, or CBS, Fox, and NBC? <laughs> yeah. What did Nickelodeon want it in on this? And how funny is it going to be? This is going to be great. Who right? owns Nickelodeon? Nick Cannon. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What network owns Nickelodeon? Uh, I'll double check for you. Hold it's got one of the major networks has got to yeah. own it. Yeah, it's it's got to be like NBC or CBS. Because there's only four. Uh, it's owned got, by Viacom, CBS. All right. There's got to be one of the four major ones, right? Or yeah. no, three, three major ones, because Fox and Disney are Fox and ESPN are owned by Disney, right? So Nick Cannon. <laughs> That's so funny. Who owns ABC? Uh, Is that Disney too? Yeah. yeah. Arthur. Oh man. Arthur. <laughs> All right, so it's my turn again. 
Because I have four, uh, so like yeah. it's going to go me, what? someone, me, someone, me, someone. So I, I have three as yes. well. Oh, all right. Kendall, but, go ahead. Kendall. Right. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. No, you go ahead just in case we have double dips. That way. Okay. Uh, and I forgot this one last week, and I wish I didn't, but uh, uh, Al Michaels, who uh, received uh, from uh, Major League Baseball uh, Award in Broadcasting for his many years of service, the name, I, I deleted my note because I'm an asshole. Uh, just now I did it, and I can't get it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Recently Deleted. You can go to Recently Deleted in notes. In, in my reminders? Reminders or Kendall's. notes? Kendall's. Right. Uh-huh. Are you looking for the name of the award? Yes, please. But anyway. Very... Who uses the Reminders app? It, it was just kind of like I did in Panic. But um, he probably stopped broadcasting. Why was baseball. it accessible enough to use in Panic? <laughs> it's sort of the way it played out. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably when we were like in middle school, I think he stopped broadcasting baseball games. Um, yeah. But the Pro- that's probably when the cryogenics. The Ford C Frick Award. <laughs> yes. Didn't sound too confident. That well, guy, you know, that guy won the Frick for the basketball. Yeah. Or ba- basketball. Wow. That's for the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> It's for when you can throw a ball so hard it kills a bass. Bass ball. That's what we call that down here in North Carolina. I'm clipping. I'm clipping good today. Yeah. Yep. But one of my favorite broadcasters, so good for him. All right. Mass, I got to tell you, it's making me real nervous you haven't opened the laptop box yet. I'm just saying. I know, but it's just making me nervous. I'm just reiterating. All right, Mock, you got one? Yes, I do. And uh, uh, for, for the second week in a row... I'm I'm toasting Aaron Rodgers. Um, Just suck his dick he, already. No, well, well, he did Who's something he that hasn't been done, so it's worth talking about. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to have three forty touchdown seasons. Who are we talking about? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Coming into this year, he was tied with Breeze, Peyton Manning, and Dan Marino. As the order, only quarterbacks in NFL history with multiple forty-yard or forty-touchdown pass seasons. He's now the only one with three. It's funny because Peyton Manning on that Peyton Manning was on that list. Yes, yeah. it was Peyton Breeze, Rogers, and Marino. And Marino. It's funny. Peyton has uh, the same amount of rings as the other three combined. <laughs> good old Dan. Yeah. I like Dan. He was a good guy. Actually, he's got he's got the same amount of rings as the other three combined, and more Super Bowl appearances than the rest than, yeah. than the rest altogether, right? Because yes. what Breeze has been once, Rogers has been once, and, and Marino was there once, twice. He was there. Twice. Oh, was he there twice? Was he there oh, okay, twice? I was wrong because because okay. Manning's no Manning was there four times. Four times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Saints, Bears. There's a reason ones in the discussion Seahawks. and the others <laughs> aren't. Okay. Uh, Paul. Well, I have more, so I'll let Kyle go first, and then Kyle, Kendall and I will just go back and forth. Well, mine is to uh, wide. I have receiver. one other if it's not said. Oh, okay. Sorry, Kyle. Go, go ahead, Kyle. Mine is to wide receiver Josh Gordon, being reinstated once again <laughs> for the second time. It was a third. Fourth. It's like the <laughs> wow. fourth, or fifth fourth. I think. I think two. Two with the two with the Browns, one yeah. with the Patriots, now one with the Seahawks. Dude, that guy, right. that guy just yeah, two loves with the Seahawks. That, that oh, guy just so maybe it's five. five. <laughs> Guys, let's break out the graves. <laughs> that um, guy is one ridiculous human. Yeah. Just stay it's off gonna be the such weed. a bummer after he finally retires and they just legalize weed in the NFL. <laughs> really? Um, that, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, like Greg Hardy was able to play again without pretty much any questions. Um, he got his ass kicked the other night in yeah. UFC. That um, is great. All right, so I'm gonna rattle off another one of mine. Yep. So we'll go. You mock. No, Kendall, me you. Kendall. Me Kendall mock Kendall me me. And Paul, okay. Kyle, right. Kyle, Kyle. All right. So the other one is to uh, Stefan Diggs. Wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills, who at the end of the uh, Bills 
Broncos. Bills Broncos game uh, got a little banged up and was carted off the field because he didn't feel like walking back to the sideline. <laughs> awesome. That's just that's yeah, the I way like to that a whole do it. lot. That's the way to do it. Does anybody else also think that Stephon Diggs looks like somebody that could have been in Family Matters? Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. He's got that look. It's their brother. Kendall. He'd be the neighbor. <laughs> Urko. Uh, <laughs> you just hear from like every once in a while. He's yeah. like a comp. He, he he just he's got the Wilson thing where he pops on, up look. and he's like, "Yeah, you did do that." <laughs> Come on, I want to open a beer. Is, is, he, right. is he just Julia White as the regular person in the show? Yes. <laughs> um, Toast Texas to actually the Panthers defense who played a really good game. Uh, just wasn't enough. I mean, the kid sacked Rogers what four four times? I think it was. It's all right, man. Rogers did his thing. That's all I needed. Mock. Well, he kind of did. Mock, what's your other Everybody thing? else did their thing. <laughs> I'm gonna um, lose. <laughs> my other toast is the Dolphins running back, Salvin. Okay. Is that Kendall Fantasy? Mm, cut him. That sounds, oh, like a, that sounds like a guy who owns a Super 8. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a thing that came out. They said that his grandmother uh, is currently in the hospital, and he told her that he was going to rush for 100 yards. No Miami player has done that in two years. And on Sunday, he went out for 114 yards and a touchdown. Good for him. Uh, Kendall? Uh, Drew Holiday, who is going to be donating his entire 2020 to 2021 salary. He's going to be donating all his blood. Is he really? Yeah. No, not his blood. (laughs) We don't know that. Kyle. Did I tell you? I think it's pretty confirmed if you donate all your blood, you're dead. I got a quick one. To the uh, Randall Magic players. They're getting contracts. Yeah, they're all... And Isaac got 80. 80. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in our segment later. Ooh. What segment? NBA. Oh, I thought you were... We're not doing roundtable today. We might. Except for one thing. There's one thing I want to bring up just, just to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> it's oh. me. Hashtag Stony Creek. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Our potential friends at Stony Creek. Um, oh, this one was more of like a... Can you believe it? Because every week it seems like there's another new fun NFC East thing to talk about. Uh, the NFC East has every single team in the NFC East has held both first and last place this year and started multiple quarters. That's awesome. The NFC wow. East is yep. like the Browns. The and then my other toast of excellence is to um, the NHL and NHL Players Association for getting the uh, getting the contract done to have a season in 2020. Yes, sir. 56 games with fucking bonkers divisions. All I got to say is, when it comes time to do our fantasy draft for hockey, do some homework. Because <laughs> some of these guys have value that went way up and way down based off the guys they're going to be playing. Because so I can tell you, for example, Patrick Kane fucking pucks out because they don't play with the ball. Just got puck out. He pucks out against the uh, fucking Red Wings, and now they're playing them again. Because they're going to be playing only division games. And all of Canada is in one division. Yes. Because Which... Can- Canada won't let us in. Go Austin <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. I just crack him. Oh yeah, crack him. What in, in the order Sip we draft him? Sip of silence. Oh yeah, yeah. For the late. Wait, we got to crack him first. We got to crack him first before you sip of silence, right. you dumbass. What may I do? Sip a closed beer. You're always nicer to me when the other drones aren't around. Kyle, <laughs> we're doing a sip of silence for the late Hall of Famer Kevin Green, who died today of a heart attack. Rest in peace. Like All it? right, yeah. this is very good. All right, so I have one thing to talk about before we get into the NBA segment. Oh, we have a couple things we're going to talk about first. All right, so go ahead. 
Uh, this one's not new. It's just something I saw, and I just was curious. I want to start the argument again that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He's Jalen Hurts. Is he a good misses quarterback. a lot of easy pass. Oh, we're third and eight. Kyle, he has two starts under his belt, and he's already done more than Carson Wentz has all year. He also played the worst defense in NFL history. Not the Cardinals. Oh yeah, that's right. They played the Cardinals. My bad. I was thinking <laughs> something totally different. <laughs> uh, it's still a pretty bad defense. It Here's is, the thing. It's not the Seahawks. Here's the thing. J- you can't Jalen Hurts can't be considered a good quarterback. Why is that? So I'm gonna give you a You can take him and leave him for whatever you want. Can I can I change is that what, a drop I, call? what I meant from no. that? Jalen Hurts is a much better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Alright, that's even like worse of a statement. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna give you reasons as to why for both. I'll give you three reasons that apply to both. Okay. Okay. Go. Alright. One, the Eagles offensively are since Jalen Hurts has started. Yeah. Carson Wentz didn't have Alshon Jeffrey all year. And we've we've seen, while he's not the Alshon Jeffrey he was, he's already made a big impact on that offense. Yes. Because you can't, you can't just go, ah, it's just Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, right. the he's guy's good. a threat. Second, they haven't really played anybody. That's true, but the Eagles have also played every single team in the NFC East. Who are his two wins against? Did, no, so he has two lo- Did he win last? So the, who do they beat? The Saints. They, be, they Okay, so they, they beat the Saints without their best player. Okay. And they lost to the Cardinals. Who no, we, they beat the Cardinals, didn't they? No, they no, lost, no. They lost to the Cardinals. Who, who we've already agreed is uh, uh, like... Masked team. They're a yes. confusing team. They're yeah. a masked team. They're a team that that should be good, but, but should right. be bad, <laughs> and is sometimes good and is sometimes bad. So I thought that they won. I uh, was wrong. They were tied for a while, but yeah. And then, uh, then some guy made a ridiculous catch. Oh, that's right. And the make the argument is that we know, like the Eagles have not been a team since. Wentz's rookie year that has been built for him. And it, it, you know, it's due to injury. It's not his fault. It's not the Eagles' fault. But that team hasn't been built. That team is, that team is literally, it's being whoever's at quarterback. Yeah. And I, I, I can't subscribe to Jalen Hurts being better than Carson Wentz. I think he might be better for the Eagles than Carson Wentz right now. I'll take that. He might be a better quarterback for the team that they have, which is kind of like a scrappy offense. Yeah. Well, I think the sample size is too small, and I guess we can't agree that he did play better than last week, but, I mean, that's, you know, you're comparing one game to another. I know, I saw. It's also one of those things, too, like, remember how hyped up every single person was about Lamar Jackson versus what they think about Lamar Jackson right now? Certainly, but I... Mobile, but it's... I understand that it's his sk- a skill set he possesses. I understand that, and I'm not going to take that away from him. But there's a difference between being a good quarterback and being a mobile quarterback. If you take his rushing away from it, is he at? Yeah, he threw. He did throw for 500 yards in two games. But we've said it on this show. A quarterback that goes out and throws for 250 yards kind of just seems like a bleak performance these days. He threw for. 338 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions, and a rush for one. 
Right. And that means, so if he threw for 338, that means he threw for 170 the week before. Right. So. Against a, against the top ranked defense. It doesn't matter. 170. If you're a good quarterback, if you're a good quarterback, you throw for 200 yards against any defense. Any defense. Well, the thing too is like now the nature of the way NFL is, it, it's hard not to because you're throwing so who, much who, more. Who's the best? Who's who's got the best defense in the NFL? Is it the Steelers? Is, I guess it'd be Pittsburgh. I mean, they're kind of banged up right now, but like healthy Steelers, right? Healthy, healthy Steelers defense this year. If Aaron Rodgers goes out and throws for 160 yards against the Steelers defense, he had a bad day. Is he still a good quarterback? Yeah. I mean, because he's Aaron Rodgers, though. But that's what I'm, so. It's like, but is Aaron Rodgers going to go out and throw for one sixty against the Steelers defense, or is he going to find a way to rack up at least two fifty? Ah, uh, probably. Probably three eighty. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't subscribe. I'll subscribe to that, but I think he's a good passer. I've loved him since he was in college. So eight months ago. No, since he was at Alabama. Eight, yeah, eight months ago. I, I don't know. He went to Oklahoma, but like he uh, transferred. He, he said college. You can't change it after. He wasn't a good Alabama quarterback. He was good Alabama. He, he was. I think he's a. I think he's a better fit for the Eagles than Carson Wentz is right now. But I, I, Carson Wentz is still a better quarterback. Paul, what you got to ruffle some feathers? So I, I saw this something. It was like eleven quarterbacks in NFL history or something like that. Eleven or, or no, there, there have been ten quarterbacks and ten games. Sorry, there have been ten games in NFL history in which a quarterback has logged a QBR. Of over ninety nine point five, and Lamar Jackson has four of them. What wow. is that? What do you think that means? He's playing some really bad defense. Again? There have been, I think it's like ten or eleven. There's been like ten or eleven games in NFL history where a quarterback has logged a QBR of over ninety nine point five, and Lamar Jackson has done four of them. He's played some really bad defenses. And one of them, I guarantee you, was us last year. Well, because because your rushing doesn't go into your QBR numbers, right? So, like, what does that mean about like what, what like what what is like what is what is Lamar Jackson? Like, I know we've kind of talked about it, but like, what's Lamar Jackson? Like, what what, what do we think? Well, I think, and obviously, He's probably we one of the. Sh- Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, well, we don't know the the games off the top of our, our heads, but I'd have to assume that a lot of those games were a well, lot of high completion throws. Like, let's say he went right, eighteen but, for twenty nine on the day. I mean, that's not a good example, but yeah, that wouldn't be a good QBR. No, but like, let's say you went eighteen. You'd have to go for, like twenty eight for twenty nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's me like very high precision throws that are easy, easy completed passes. But I mean, that's I'm just assuming. I don't think it was a He's day where he threw the, the ball thirty times. Players in the NFL. There are games where he doesn't look terrible throwing the football, and then he'll go on a three to four game swing where he just can't fucking complete a pass. And I can't, I can't fault him if he only throws those short passes. I mean, it's 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 football. I mean, it's it's. Well, he can only really throw it deep to uh, Mark Andrews. So what goes into your QBR are, is your completion percentage, your yards per attempt, your touchdown percentage, and your interception percentage. So two of those games were against the Bengals last year and the Dolphins last year. Hey, what, what what dolphins? What, what Last time? Year's dolphins. Like, what time of the year? Oh. Um, let's see. Because uh, that dolphin team went totally different in the second half. So I this is this the is the way they do the math. So your completion percentage is. So you you. So you subtract thirty from. 
The completion percentage. Oh, yeah. It was the... I'm sorry to interrupt you. It was early in the season, because remember, it's the game that he went off for like 59 points. Okay. So, yeah, that was super early in that season. So, it's your completion percentage is you subtract 30 from the percentage of completed passes. So, if you completed 67, 60% of your passes, you, you subtract 30, so you'd be 30, and then you times that by 0. 0.05. 0.05. So, obviously, you need a high completion percentage. Very high. Yeah. Because you're subtracting 30 from it and then multiplying it by 5%. Then it's yards per attempt, so... So you sub yards so you subtract three from the yards per passing attempt and multiply it by 0.25. I don't know where the fuck they came up with this number. <laughs> um touchdown percentages, so you so you multiply two you, you multiply by the touchdown per passes by 0.2. So if you throw a touchdown on ten attempts, you would do one times 0.2. And then your interception percentage would be interceptions per attempt by 0.25 and then subtract 2.375 from that number. <laughs> so basically... Uh, Paul, you yeah. said over 99, right? Over 99.5. Okay. I'm so pr- one of those came this year. It was the game against Cleveland on Monday. Um, two of them were, or at least three of them were last year. Um, the Dolphins, the Bengals. Well, I mean, yeah, they all had to have been them. recent. He's only been in the year for th- league right. for what three years? Yep, three years. So, I mean, so what do we think? And against the Jets last year, remove remove the end. Of the I game. know it, it, it. There's no doubt that Lamar Jackson is a good football player. There's absolutely no doubt. If, if you make that argument, if you're going to say that he's not a good football player... You're wrong. You're wrong. He's a good football player. But So take away his ability to run the football past the line of scrimmage. You can keep his ability to be mobile behind the line of scrimmage and, and get out of sack scenarios. Like, because Ben was all about that in his rookie year. Ben was great at that. I mean, Tom Brady has always been good at stepping up out of, out of sacks in the pocket. You know, and stuff like that. Like, so his mobility, Russell Wilson, all those guys. You have to keep that in mind. Is Lamar Jackson a? Is Lamar Jackson in the? Would you put him as a top five passer in the NFL? No. Top no. top five quarterback in the NFL, eliminating his ability from what he eliminating what he does after the line of scrimmage. No. No, I don't think I would. Kyle. No. Mock. No. Massey. No. Top ten. No. If he is, he's ten. But I, I mean, I would have to sit and make a list. But see, like so that's what's not... amazing because I mean, the guy has forty percent of pretty much perfect passer rating games in three years. And how long have we been tracking QBR since like the seventies? Yeah, yeah, a long time. You know what I mean? Like, so like, that's what I'm, it's like. It's foggy. I, I don't understand how to like think about it. Well, the crazy thing too now is we. In the modern era of football, we're kind of like you backlogging what, history. You know what like, we're going to do? You know what we're going to do here? Right anybody anybody got a pen? Uh, yeah. I mean, nowadays you can go back and look at a game that Johnny Unitas played in 1968. Like, oh, yeah. oh I could factors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You oh, can. Of the Steelers? You could. <laughs> <laughs> hey, should, should we fridge these huh? other beers? Yeah, whatever. Huh? Should we fridge these other beers? It's up to you. I'm not fridging mine because they're stouts. So the, the, the chill that's on them is perfect. All right, so in, in no specific order, I'm just going to make a list here. 
until we get to Lamar Jackson, okay? Okay. So, in order for someone to be added to the list above Lamar Jackson, three out of the five have to agree. Fair? Okay. Fair? Yep. Okay. Fair? Mock? Yeah. Okay, so we can start. Let's just start off with the obvious ones. Rodgers. Tom yeah. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rodgers. Yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Wilson. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Who, who else are you adding to the list? Breeze. Breeze? I can still get behind Breeze. I, I, I can too. Okay. Yeah. So, Breeze. Okay. Matt Stafford. Yeah. I personally can get behind Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a better passer. That guy's a fucking warrior. Josh Allen. Yeah. So yeah. see, I think Josh Allen's tricky because I think I think if you take away what he does past the line of scrimmage, I think Josh Allen is just a he's a he, he's kind of he kind of reminds me a lot of like Ben from oh Ben we could put Ben yeah. in that list. Well, what's interesting is that Collinsworth was talking about but last year. I wasn't he was done. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say like he he's gotten better. Completion percentage wise, but I th- I think that he still has. He's a guy that throws a lot of pa- throws a lot of incomplete passes. Yeah, I mean he's definitely got a big arm and he makes plays. But if you take away what he does past the line of scrimmage, is he better than Lamar Jackson? I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just asking. I think yes. Okay. I I also think yes. Okay, Kyle. Yeah. All right, Kendall, go ahead with what you're yeah. saying. Well, I was just gonna say that last year he was dead last in a lot of those like completion categories, and and this year. Well, oh, he's definitely year, take big leaps and bounds. This year is the first year that he's like get the le- leading the pack essentially. Okay. Kind of. Um. Tom so Brady. the only the only person I think I think the only person in the NFC East worth talking about would be Dak. Yeah. Do we think Dak's a better passer than? Do you think he's a better behind the line of scrimmage quarterback than Lamar Jackson? In yes. garbage time. I think so. <laughs> you think he no? You like for a full sixty minute game? You think so? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, so. You do. You do. Yeah. Mock. Yeah. All right. So we got Prescott. Okay. So then let's move on to the NFC North. I mean, other than we said Rodgers and Stafford, I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than Kirk Cousins. Yes. I think yeah. Kirk Cousins just has a cannon of an arm. Personally. Yeah, I and think he's I'll... and he's better than Trubisky. The receivers do a lot of work. Right. And <laughs> he's, he's better than Trubisky. I don't yes. know. Did you go through these streaks where like? You look at, like, you watch his games, and you're like, wow, he could actually do this. All right, so let's go to the south. So we said no. we said Breeze. <sighs> Matt Ryan? He... Yeah, Matt Ryan's a better passer. Right now? Yeah, we're doing this right now. Oh, right now? Like, today, like, this season, like, not, like, what, not, like right this second. Within like the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, let's just, look, look, we'll go off of, like, not statistically. I think Matt Ryan's a better passer. We, we're not going off statistics. This is this is definitely like a, like a what's the word I'm looking for? Just a gut reaction. Not a gut reaction, but it's like a like opinionated. I, uh, I think Matt Ryan can make the throws more than Lamar Jackson can. I agree with that. I think I think Matt Ryan is a more accurate passer than Lamar Jackson, but I also think that Lamar Jackson's much more clutch. I think, I think Matt Ryan chokes under pressure. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I mean, that's a big that. part of being a good quarterback. I mean, how good can you be if you you can throw for 450 yards and five touchdowns every single week, but then you throw a pick on the game-winning drive? Like, I mean, that's definitely going to knock you down some pegs, right? Yeah. So, I, I'm putting Lamar over Matt Ryan. I will subscribe to Lamar over Matt Ryan as well. Kendall? I initially was, I was saying yes all the way, but he's one of the most unclutched throwers. Okay, that's fair. So no Matt Ryan. I also think that Matt Ryan is a. I I, I think that hello, <laughs> he's just. I think he's too stiff in the pocket. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, he doesn't have the ability. Once there's pressure, he's just done. He just folds like a launcher. I could write down Tom Brady, by the way. All right. And then so Bridgewater, no. Bridgewater, no. no. And then Brady. Yeah. 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 I think so, too. I think it's close to Brady. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick. So then we move, and then we move to the West. We said yes to Wilson, Kyler Murray. I'm going to say no. I think that they're. I, I think Lamar Jackson is better th- than what Kyler Murray. I think what Lamar Jackson does behind the line of scrimmage is better than what Kyler Murray does. I agree. Past the line of scrimmage are the same person. Um, yeah, Kyler's Kyler's a little more. Jared, Jared Goff. No. I don't know because Jared Goff. I say yes. No. I, know, I think Jared Goff's a yes. I don't think Jared Goff is as bad as you think he is. I say no from a consistency standpoint. Well, it's just that he's on or he's not. Right. Right. I say uh, So, So, hold on, hold on, because I'm confused as to what we're saying. Do you think Best, that... Oh, go ahead. I, I put Lamar over Goff. So, yeah. you would say no to Goff? No to Goff, then, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I, I, I say no to Goff, Matt, so Goff's out. Yeah. Okay. We said no to Kyler Murray, said yes to Wilson, and then... Nick Mullins. We'll go with we'll go with Garoppolo because <laughs> we went with Dak, so we'll go with Garoppolo. I think he's better than Garoppolo. Lamar is better. Than I think Garoppolo. Garoppolo can be better than Lamar. I just don't think he's. I I, I think I think Garoppolo is going to be one of those quarterbacks that hits his stride later in his career. It he, also doesn't help that he hasn't been able to stay healthy at all. Right. But I I think that I, I think he just hasn't been able to hit his stride. And not his fault either. But I mean, last year especially. Having an amazing running game, he doesn't have to throw all the time. Right. So, all right. So we're gonna leave Garoppolo off. Yes. Okay. We said yes to Allen. I think we can say no to the rest of the AFC East. Yeah. Right. He's not better than Tua. All right. Tua's not better than him. Um. Darnold's not better than him. Darnold's not better than him, and Newton is not. And better Newton, than him. right? Okay. Yeah. A- AFC North. We said yes to Ben. Obviously, Lamar's not in this. Um, Burrow. I think as of right now, yes. And then Baker. What do you think about Baker? I think Baker is better. Man, that's a tough one. See, for me, it's tough because I think I think Baker is he's improving. I think I think last year, I think Baker and Josh Allen behind the line of scrimmage were the exact same quarterback. I think they both have cannons of an arm. They both are not afraid to throw the pick. They're they're, they're both very aggressive and and aware of where their receivers are. But they also miss easy targets. And have very low completion percentages. I'm going to say yes to And that. I think that Josh Allen is taking those. I think Baker is moving in the right direction. And I think that whole team is. But I think Josh Allen like is 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 correcting those negatives faster than Mayfield is. So that's what leaves me with the question mark. So you say yes to Baker? Mass or Mock? Uh, I, I don't know yet. Come back to me. Kendall? I'm going to say yes on the trending upward assumption. Because we did the same thing for Josh Allen. I, I got to kind of go off the same premise. I say no. We knew that. What do you say? I want to know what Mox says first. I want to be the deciding factor. What if um, he says yes? What if he says yes, and I don't matter. Man. Yeah, Paul's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> I, I put Baker over Lamar. Yeah. There it is. Um... Okay, so then we move to the AFC South. Philip Rivers? Yes. No. Yes. No. Not like, anymore. Just Not as, anymore. Just as a passer? We're talking about clutch quarterbacks. Philip Rivers is more unclutch than Matt Ryan. <laughs> brings up a good point. 
I don't know. If we're going by like overall as a quarterback, I think Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Lamar Miller. I think Philip Rivers Lamar Jackson. Jackson. He is a better quarterback than Lamar Miller. I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I think I think Rivers falls into the same category as Matt Ryan. Yes. I just can I put think, up 500 yards. No, but we'll I, I think that the they game. both are very talented and can hit windows and whatnot. But I also think that they both have a lot of garbage stats. Yep. And I think that they both are very unclutch. It's fine. I'm just not, like, in my opinion, I think Vilvers is a better quarterback than Lamar. All right. Jack. So you say yes. I say no. I say no. Nope. Mox said no. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun yes. Watson's a better quarterback. He is. Yes. Okay. So Ryan Tannehill. No. I do not think Tannehill's better than Lamar Jackson. I think, I think Tannehill is the next. I think Tannehill's this generation's Alex Smith. He's a game manager. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of. I think he's a. He, I think he's a game manager that's willing to take deeper shots. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the whole running back conversation. You know, yeah. running the ball. I don't think Tannehill is a bad quarter. I don't think Tannehill is yeah. a bad quarterback at all. I don't, but I think that Tannehill is slowly turning into a game management um, guy that 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 will take those deep shots if he has to. I'm going to say Jackson's better than Tannehill. Kendall. Uh, I agree. Kyle? Yeah. All right. So it doesn't matter. Okay. And then who are we missing? Gardner Minshew. He's better than Minshew. What are you talking about? He doesn't have... <laughs> <laughs> He's not a better... I disagree. <laughs> no, Andre 3000 is not a better person than Uncle Rico. No, but... um, Okay, and then we just have the AFC West, right? Yep. We have Mahomes on there already. We have Mahomes and the rest are irrelevant. Uh, Derek Carr? He's better than Derek Carr. Uh, Drew Locke? He's better than Drew Locke. Whoa, Justin yeah. Herbert. Right now, he's still better than Justin. He's Herbert. better than Justin Herbert. The one I have a trouble speaking of is Derek Carr. He's better than Justin Herbert. <sighs> Derek Carr's good. I Here's struggle a, with that behind the line. I think that Justin Herbert will be better than Lamar Jackson, but Justin Herbert still makes a lot of rookie mistakes. But so does Lamar. <laughs> yeah. But but like, they got to be forty five nothing. <sighs> Yeah, all right, all right, I'll concede on that. But Derek Carr is just such a wild Who card. Who did they lose to? Player. 45 nothing. Patriots. Yeah, they lost 45 nothing, and they couldn't. Well, that put... was on special teams alone. But they couldn't put up points on the I Patriots' know. defense, who's missing half their starters due to COVID. How about Mariota? He's a better quarterback <laughs> than Mariota. So, not, not Raiders. All right, Mariota. so we said, no, are we agreeing no to Herbert? Yeah. yeah. All right, so no to Herbert, yeah. definitely no to Drew Locke. And then where are we stand on Carr? I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm saying that Lamar is better than Carr. Okay. I, I think Lamar is over Carr. Kendall? Over Carr. Okay. So then we have, that, that puts Jackson at 12. Okay. But Derek Carr is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, he's a gunslinger. He's fun. No, no, like, he's a weird guy. Like, he falls in that category of inconsistent, but when he's on, can't fucking stop him. Mm-hmm. Can't believe you guys think yeah. that Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. But according to this list... <laughs> that I wrote in no specific order. <laughs> you guys suck. All right, so that's kind of where, like, I, I it's mostly what I wanted to go with that conversation. I kind of wanted to map out that list and just see, like, roughly what number out of 32. Yeah. Which I think is pretty close because, I mean, before we start, we figured he'd be somewhere around 10. Yeah. Trent Dilfer. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's 13 now because Trent Dilfer. For sure. Yeah. Actually, 14 because Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Big time. I mean, Miami Dolphin Fitzpatrick's pretty fire. Where's he ranked in ugliest hair? Who? Lamar. Uh, up top four. 
<laughs> you might be one. Ezekiel Elliott got some pretty. Bad no, 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 quarterbacks, just quarterbacks. Oh, quarterbacks, then one. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. It's either one or two because, like, if uh, no, because everything about Derek Carr is a mess. So it's not just his hair. <laughs> I mean, like Dak Prescott's got a pretty good shape. Uh, shape up. <laughs> I can get in on this. All right, Larry. <laughs> All right, Kendall. I want you to. Oh pull wait, up. no, two. Cam Newton's one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in a league of Cam his own. New- Cam Newton does that like Cynthia from the Rugrats hairdo a lot. Kendall, I'm going to need you to pull up the faces of all 32 NFL quarterbacks real quick. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. Actually, Philip Rivers' hair is pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that guy has 13 kids. Right. His, his hair is time to get a haircut. Right. His hair is drawn on I'm by his kids. He's not <laughs> all right, so you got a couple more things you want to talk about, Mass, before we get into basketball. We'll do. Um, a- oh shit! Yeah, are they important? No, I'm gonna do real a, real quick. We gotta go to break. Come back and do basketball. Cause we're already. Yeah, this is gonna be like a thirty second thing. Go. Uh, 30, give me a second to get it. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty seven. Count yourself, Kyle. Thirteen. Count yourself, Kyle. Zero. I like that you went out of order. Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, Instead of counting out loud, just flick your balls every second. Just because it's the season, uh, I'd like to read uh, the night before B ball. All right. Is it by uh, Shaq? It is not. It is by uh, the user Hefe guy uh, on Reddit. It's Shaq. Okay. It was the night before B-Ball as the pandemic does rage, but Kyrie isn't worried. He's busy burning his sage. The Raptors have moved out to Tampa Bay while stars demand trades despite all their pay. Dame was on the court practicing lob dunks with his new mates while Harden is in strip clubs looking for dates. Jokic and Murray, fresh off the West Final, Drew beating the Lakers, and both start to smile. Stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that Simmons' three-pointer would hit more than air. The stands will be empty as tip-offs begin. Yako Bear will make millions, but not for the wins. May the games bring us peace, if only for a bit, and let 2021 be better than this shit. I tell you, if you work on your delivery, I could fall asleep to that. <laughs> <laughs> but your cadence was terrible. Sorry. That's all right. I thought you were going to say... The Ben Simmons thing was so funny. I knew Kyle was going to be like, he hit one! (laughs) (laughs) Practice doesn't count. Uh, It was... Uh, It was a game. All right, we'll be back from breaking a little bit. Also thought you were about to say two dicks were hung, and I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow was right. All right, we'll be back on the other side, live on the PPRN Radio Network. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm joined by douches, all of them, everyone. Hooray! Yeah. Mass, we're good? No, I was saying... No, I'm saying you think we're good, though? Uh, maybe. Time. We'll Time. see. Oof. I don't like that. If not, I'll just and I tell you, whoever picked the music this week killed it. Kendall. Thank you. I thought for sure it was Kyle. All right, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this... No, that wouldn't make sense. When, when does this get uploaded? When's the first time somebody could potentially hear this? Um, you should know these things. Not being lazy. <laughs> so, the show re-airs on the PPRN Radio Network, I believe on Thursdays. And this show could be up as soon as tomorrow. Alright. So, December 22nd, because whenever you listen to this, is the start of the NBA season. So, we're going to do some uh, NBA, uh, NBA preview stuff. And then we're going to try to get through this in about an hour, hour 15. Because, um... I want to. I want to do some fun stuff for the third hour because it's Christmas. Christmas. It's the Christmas, Christmas show. Yeah. Oh no. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. We have eggnog and and Graves. Ooh. 
<laughs> Did you really bring graves? There's graves. Yeah, I so. Pete has a, and I, there could be something in the. I just didn't do a good job looking. Hey, uh, why does Juju like to like fumble the ball against the Bengals? He didn't fumble. I know, but like, but he has bad ball security. Actually, that Bengals. might be a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, it should be a helmet to helmet. Like they're hey, probably going to challenge that. Hey, while you guys are talking about that, if you could just let me know if Eric Ebron gets a catch at any point. Why? So in my brother's friend league. Um, I already locked a spot in the finals, but Tyler is playing uh, Fod, and he's up like one point, and Fod has to Ebron. So well, I just want to know. So far, the so far, Juju's the only one who's caught a pass. It's the only completion Ben has. No, Benny Snow. Oh, I stand corrected. The Steelers can't fucking do anything as usual. Oh, you got All golden eggnog? So hey, that's what they had at um, Big Y. No. Shut up. Krausers. Crowsers. <laughs> if that's a fumble, gets negative points. We don't. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Would you rather face me or Vinny? You. Yeah, because you know you'll smoke me. You're afraid of Dalvin Cook and Darren Waller. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm afraid of Darren Waller. And he's going against my defense Saturday. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Um, all right, so NBA season. So I, I kind of last week had kind of asked everybody to. Do some homework. I mean, I know I don't know if Massey and Mock were able to. I did. Mock hasn't been at work, so he has no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mock. Yeah, bitch. Love you, buddy. I don't. You know, I just sit here, <laughs> do my thing, play Madden. <laughs> I'm playing Borderlands. Right I hear now. a lot of clicking. You stay oh, Have you seen that new cyberpunk game or whatever the fuck it's called? You yeah. can design your own penis in it. Yes, you can. I didn't know that. Yeah, like length, width, head no, shape, yeah. color. You can only go small, big, or large. Oh, that's it? Oh, man, they made it seem like you could do all those things. You put a tattoo what? on it? Uh, no. Then why bother even having that be? <laughs> you could do three things. No one's making it big. It's either <laughs> small or large. <laughs> like, I going to be like, I'm going to be the guy with the little penis, or I'm going to be the guy with the big dick. I'm going to be the, the normal guy. You I suck. I have an average. So you have... In real life or in the game? In the game. What are you in real life? <laughs> nah, Massey's hung in real life. Tell me how hung. Uh, He wore... You know those uh basketball shorts that they wore in the video game NBA Ballers? Yeah. He wore a pair of those one time and I could still see it. <laughs> Massey, show he makes, me. He makes Frank Gore look like you. Show <laughs> me. Oh. <laughs> show me. No. Bitch. That's fine. Oh, look. <laughs> Juju fumbled. Yeah! We're losing to the Bengals right now. That's all right. We lost to the well, Jets. No, you, you've, you've been losing to the Bengals for like about 10 minutes now. That's just ridiculous. All right. So we're not going to cover every team, but I had asked Kendall. I gave Kendall two divisions and Kyle two divisions and myself two divisions to kind of go over and just kind of give some outline stuff. And then we can chat about things. And then Massey, I don't know if you have the ability of like what you're doing for me takes up your free time. Or not, Mock. Also, if if you want to do it at the end of the segment, we're gonna do a way too early playoff predictions. I got you. So the three of us already like have our seedings one through eight on each side. So Mock, I don't know if you have the ability to do that while we're talking, but it'd be I got you. It'd be fun if you could. I'll I'll do what I can. All right. It means get off fucking Borderlands, Mock. You can stand Borderlands. I got my computer right here. Well, I'd like you both All to right, do it if possible. Up. No, Massey's going to do my homework. All right, that's fair. 
That's usually what he does. Oh, I, I see what I see what they did. They're like, oh, Juju fumbled right where he was spiking the ball. Juju's been having a lot of a lot of problems with midfield lately. Yeah, I want Mock to be able to enjoy Borderlands. That's fair. Which one is it? Two, three. Oh, that's the worst three. one. Three. No, they're all pretty good. No, everybody knows that Borderlands Party Five is the best. I would play a Borderlands Party. All right, so. Kyle, how do you propose we do this? Should we? Should I don't think we need to go through every team. I mean, we could probably go through every team very quickly. Like, like, I don't think we need to do this, Kyle. We should probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like every team we're talking about. So my biggest gripe in life is that people don't talk about the small market teams. If we just do the ones that we think that we need to talk about, no, we're, we're just talking about the Lakers what you, and the Clippers. That's not true at all. It's just how I feel. Because you're dumb. I hope you eat a bunch of... Milwaukee is a small market team. Very small. Yeah, but they're televised more than everybody else. That's because they're good. You know what I'm saying. Don't be a dick. So you're you're talking about like the Hornets? Yeah. Well, But why are they worth talking about? (laughs) Because they're fun. (laughs) You just like their jerseys and their color scheme. Let's let's just see what we get through. Don't don't do this to me. We'll rattle through the teams. We'll rattle through the teams. So go to your Eastern Conference. We'll start with the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm already there, Ken. And we'll just go like... so we're not talking in succession. Kendall will start with the team, then you, then me, and then we'll go from there. We can chime in, but I don't want this to be long-winded per team. That's what I'm, that's the point. That's, that's why I thought maybe not every team because I want to try to get through this in like an hour. No, and we, 15. we can get through it. Kyle, I, I've seen you. Be like, hold on, hold on. I really want to talk about Jonathan Isaac yeah, for about but, twenty-five minutes. But I don't want to talk about John Isaac right now. I don't want to talk about anybody. It's Gordon Hayward. Kendall. Rattle it off. Okay. First team. First team, I have the Boston Celtics. You fucking homer. So you had the Atlantic Division. I had the Atlantic Division, yes. All right, Boston Celtics. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Okay, so uh, I'm actually predicting a for them a, a 46 and 26. Ooh, uh, see, I, f- I couldn't remember if I asked you to do records or not, so we did not do records. So if you would like to omit them, you can. If you'd like to include them, it's up to you. Okay, I will include them because I, I did a lot of work on this. Okay. Um, I also think they have potential to be a 48-win team with a bottom about... Being Sorry, not to interrupt you again, but real quick, over-under. What do you guys think is the fact... Kendall did 10 teams in total. What do you think the over-under is on, on at least three of them not being uh, like equal to 82 games played? Uh, two games. <laughs> two teams. That is possible. I did make a mistake. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> 40-something and 30-something. Sounds good. Wait, we're up to bat. 46 and 26, does that work? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. What did you say, 46 and 26? Yeah. No, it's 72. 72? Yes, you're already off one. Damn. <laughs> okay. Big fan <laughs> of that. Well, either way, either way, I think... Um, 46, 26, and 1. And 1, right. They're going to no, tie. No, they'd be 46, 26, and 10. They're, they're going to tie 10 they, times. They might, they might not play 82 games. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance they don't. Well, either way. Um, I think the Celtics are a very favorite team to make the playoffs. Uh, division has a uh, potential to have a lot of shifting involved for... Uh, who lead the division? Um, I think the Celtics have a, the Celtics have a lot of room to grow, and uh, will be the most the team in that division to kind of experiment with personnel the most uh, efficiently. Uh, signings that will be uh, important: Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. They provide much uh, added speed and depth. Uh, in the draft, they uh, drafted Aaron Nesmith from Vanderbilt. Um, and a player I think to watch uh, will be Javante Green, uh, who is going to be a role player throughout the, se- the season, um, but adds a lot of defensive positivity to a team that struggles on the outside and uh, will be a scorer when given the opportunity. It's fair. It's fair. I like it. What, did you have them where you think they're projected to finish or no? Um, 
I kind of no, not. Okay, that's fine. All right, so you you do the records. We'll do projections. All right, so uh, anything to add for the Celtics? Anybody? The only thing that scares me is that Kemba Walker is not going to be playing the first few weeks of the season, and depending on the eighty-two game schedule, if they do the Doge. if they do the eighty-two game schedule, um, it's going to depend on how well they play without Kemba Walker. So that's my only. it has gone. That's my only big fear. Mass, it's not up there. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That that's my only big fear of the Celtics. Yeah. Um, my thing is, what I'm really hoping for for this season is, and we haven't seen it yet. It's it's there. It's it's ready to blossom, but it just hasn't taken flight yet. I want to see, like they have, maybe now that Hayward's gone because they had Brown and Hayward and. Tatum. And Tate no, they, well yeah, they have Brown, Tatum, Horford, they had Horford, they had Hayward, they have Walker. Before Walker they had Rogier, who was playing well. And so, like I just want to see Tatum turn into that guy. And he's not done it yet. He's had spurts of it, but like I want Tate like I think Tatum needs for the Celtics to take that next step to be an Eastern Conference championship team, he needs to be to that team what Jimmy Butler is to the Miami Heat. Well, I think he has to this year. I don't think he does still, though. That's the thing. That team is still very well-rounded. Yeah, but, I, but like, without Kimball Walker being there, I think they're scoring. But only for a couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, last year he did it when Kemba got hurt. So, like, let's say he does it for the first three weeks, then Kemba comes back and doesn't do it. He needs... I, I need... I want him to be that guy for 82 games. I want him to be that... I think the Celtics can take that next step if he becomes that guy. But right now it's too much shared... It's too much shared spotlight. I mean, we, we've seen it time and again. I mean, he was the most important part of that Clippers team, but Chris Paul was never that guy for the Clippers team. It was Blake Griffin. Like, Kemba Walker can still be a very impactful top five point guard in the league without being the limelight guy. And I think Tatum has to be that guy. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead? You had the... The uh, Central Division. Yep. So I'm starting off with the Chicago Bulls, and we're down 10 nothing. Um, they haven't played yet. Bulls haven't played yet. But they will be down 10 nothing to start the season, I guarantee it. So, um, so the Chicago Bulls, um, they're a very hard team pr- to predict this year. The biggest thing was to get a new coach, in uh, Billy Donovan, who has culture of winning throughout this league. Um, Jim Boylan was just terrible and hated by his team. Um, I think that plays a big effect in the play of the, his team. So I think they maximize the players more with Billy Donovan. Um, a big sh- a big weakness that they have is three point shooting. Um, I think they can, I think with a healthy Otto Porter and if Patrick Williams can, can provide the three and D, it it would bring the ball better. You know, they're very limited on the offensive side of the ball, and their defense took a big hit with Chris Dunn being gone. Um. They have potential, though, to be the best interior defensive team with Markin and Carter and uh, Gafford. They have potential, but someone's got to tap it. So their depth isn't really the greatest. Um, But we have to wait and see and see how the starting five play. And then if they can play well as a unit, then the rest of the team will fall into place. If there's any coach that knows how to get something out of no bench, it's Billy Donovan. (laughs) Because the, the Thunder didn't have a bench almost the entire time he was there. Um, I think their ceiling is as high as a seven seed. 
but I think this year they finish at a nine seed. I don't think they get over the hump, the hump yet. All right. Sure. Anything to add for the Bulls? Anybody? Nothing for me. No. All right. So I'm gonna go. On. I have the Southeast Division. So I'm gonna start off with the Miami Heat. Um, the Miami Heat really nothing notable in the offseason. They just kind of re-signed the squad: Adebayo, Dragic, Miles Leonard, and Kendall. Udonis. Ooh, wow. This is his 18th year in the Miami Heat uniform, making him, I think, number five all time for longest tenured with one team. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think Dirk holds the record at like 22 or something like that. Um, so n- nothing really notable adding or, or missing from the team. So they're kind of bringing to the table what they had, that what, the, what got them to the, the NBA Finals last year. Um, they're very well-rounded defensively. Obviously led by Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo can hold his own down low. Um, can we get a, a GSWD point for anybody who can name the top five tenured NBA players? I didn't say for me. Uh, I don't know if I like Rebecca cut. with the with the quick sass. I don't know. Fucking somebody that never wants to talk about her sex life is trying to clap her cheeks back. <laughs> top five <laughs> all on one team. Yep. All right. So Dirk, I know, is on it. Udonis is on it. Yep. I feel like Tim Timmy's got to be on it. Tim Duncan. Yeah. Kobe. 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 We got four. And then, what? Where did the, Manu where did, Ginobili? Where did this guy rank? <clears throat> so. Yeah. So so Dirk is one. Kobe's two. Actually, Udonis. Is he sixth? Is sixth. Oh, okay. So you guys have three right now. You guys have Dirk. Uh, Tim and Kobe. Are they one, two, and three? Yeah. Manu Ginobili. J.R. Uh, Smith. How many wrong do we get? How many wrong guesses? I'll give you guys. Oh three. man, I should stop guessing you, then. You mind, mind if I take one? Go ahead. John Stockton. Uh, that's number four. Okay. Carl Malone. No, because he played with the Lakers. That's right. He was a Jazz. He was, but I don't think it was. It wasn't as long as you think. Um. Same like like Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker were Spurs forever, but I'll give mock unlimited guesses as long as he's the one coming up with them and somebody's not just shouting at. Them. So we need number five. Yes. Who, if Udonis plays this season, you said this was his 18th. He'll be tied with this person. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> well, that guy's in the practice squad right now. It's making a comeback. I, I, no I told mock. I told mock that he could shout whoever he wanted. Do you know who this player is? I've heard the name before. Okay, so was he in the movie Airplane? I don't know. <laughs> was he in? Was he in Space Jam? I don't think so. Uh, let me double check. That's not him. Have you so, seen? Space so it's not Larry. Jam? It's yes. not Larry Bird. So it's not Larry Bird. It's Kyle. not Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird on here is I mean, Michael was a bull for a long time. Uh, Boston really. Celtics with thirteen seasons. He was 80, 88 to ninety three, and then three more years after that. Joe, or 85, I, sorry, if you guys 84. want, if you guys want to hit, I can give you. He was probably only a bull for like 13 years. Well, I can either give you the number of seasons, or I can give you his time frame. Time frame. 87 to 2005. 87 to 2005. No. I, no. Let her guess. Okay, go ahead. No. Say Joel McHale. <laughs> yes. Kevin McHale uh, had 13 seasons as a Celtic. Kevin McHale. Did this guy Did this guy only play for one team? Uh, let me double check to make sure. Um, 2005. Yes, only one team. Can, can, can I get his position? No. 85 to 05? 
You said? Uh, 87. 87, no? Man, Alan Houston. I really, fucked up, I really fucked up this whole one hour thing with this. It's all right. This is fun. <laughs> but this is, this is, oh man, I'm so intrigued. Because I, I have, we have to know it. Maybe Shaq only did play for one team. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got drafted in 93. Yeah, he also retired way after 05. Right. He and won a championship after 2005. <laughs> Well, oh, 93 man. was the 87 of the 90s. Everybody that's, knows that. Yeah, that's true. And, and 05 was the 12 of the 05s. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kimball. Ooh, Matt's going for that second <laughs> eggnog glass. He loves it. Oh, my God. Man, that Rhea's going to be real later. Uh, the Rhea. <laughs> well, they said Rita. I was like, wait, we're mixing this with Rita's? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Could you imagine eggnog Rita? Oh, Oof. you got it. You got it. <laughs> um... That sounds awful, Kendall. That might be the worst thing you ever said. <laughs> He's trying worse. to think. That was going to be a touchdown. Kyle, help me out. Fuck this game right now. Okay, there's plenty more of this game to watch. That's such a long time. 87 <laughs> to 2005. Uh, plays in the Eastern Conference. Played in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. Uh, Charles Barkley. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, wait. 87 to 05? Yeah. I think I know it. Okay. I think I know it, but I don't know if Kyle wants me to take the guess. Go. Is this guy regarded as one of the best three-point shooters of all time? I have no fucking idea, Paul. Is it it Reggie Miller? It is. Uh, Reggie Miller was never anything but a... Oh, Eric Ebron just got hurt. Did he really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. 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 He's actually down on the field. Yeah, he's down on the he's field, field grabbing his lower back. Uh, yeah, Reggie Miller never played for anybody with the Pacers, did he? Correct. Never won anything with the Pacers. <laughs> Except uh, he broke a lot of Knicks fans' hearts. All right, so you guys got uh, six with uh, Haslam. You got seven with Manu Ginobili. Let's go eight, nine, ten. There's Man, no way. He had. I need to know time frames. I'd... Who's what's eight times frame? Uh, sixty-two to seventy-eight. Bob Cousy. Nope. I don't know. Bill Russell? Uh, no. Muggsy Bogues? Bill Russell started in the 50s. <laughs> Played with the Celtics. He coached Kevin the Celtics. McHale. No. Oh, uh, what the? Robert Parrish? Nope. All right, we're all thinking Celtics. I don't think it's a Celtic. He it said it was a Celtic. Celtic. Oh, did he? He literally <laughs> said it was a Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a Celtic. Guy. Let's see. Bob, Bob Cousy. We said no to Bob Cousy, right? We said no to Bob Cousy? Uh, correct. No, so no to Bob Cousy, no to Kevin McHale, no to Robert Parrish. It wasn't Larry Bird. It was not Larry Bird. It wasn't Bill Russell. This person played for 16 seasons. Got that. I have no idea. I'm blanking real hard. I don't know anything about the 60s. Antonio McDice. Played for the Nuggets. <laughs> and he the, played for the Pistons. And the Knicks. That guy was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Uh, John. Havlicek. Yep. Ah. That's a good name. He's a champ. That guy thing, played hockey, and we all know. Him. You know what the thing is, is? You know the thing about him is, is like I can't. He's one of those guys. Like I don't picture him as a Celtic. I just picture him as an NBA player. <laughs> all right, uh, who's nine? What's the tenure? Uh, forty-nine to sixty-four. Bill played Russell. For the Nationals uh-huh. and Seventy Sixers. Nationals and Seventy Sixers. Yep. Was he a first baseman or? <laughs> <laughs> Nationals and Seventy Sixers. Moment? No, that wasn't Earl the Pearl, right? 
I, I don't know. Was it? Wasn't Moses Malone? Was it Earl Monroe? It was not. Yeah, so he played later, right? I can't get Bobby fucking what's his name out of my head. <laughs> oh, the sixth man? Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Bobby Jones. Who is it, Mass? Uh, Dolph. Ziggler. <laughs> Ziggler. <laughs> I, beat, Ziggler. I beat him to it. Everybody heard it, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dolph Shays. That was just internet lag. <laughs> that was just internet lag. Uh, last one. 15. Fine, Mock. You can have Dolph Ziggler. I get, I get AJ Lee. Last one. Oh, no uh, thanks. Same, same team played from 1958 to 1973 for the National 76ers. Earl the Pearl. I uh, know. Uh, Is it somebody that you know? Never heard of this person in my life. There's probably a good chance we don't know it either. Yeah, just say it. Hal Greer. Okay. We do know that name, actually. I never would have never, yeah, never in a <laughs> fucking million years. <laughs> All right, so Miami Heat, sorry. Um, <laughs> so they're a well-rounded defensive squad. Um, they've got good bench depth, and they have absolutely stud elite coaching. But they're a very young squad that's undersized, and um, they lack offensive rebounding. And I, with the squad being so young, outside of Jimmy Butler, like the main core of the squad, I could see, I, I could see like, a situation in which like more than one player kind of has like their 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 sophomore slump, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I mean, between Robinson, Hero, and Adebayo, those are three main components to their team. And if any one of them has a bad year, that's going to put a real hurting on that that Miami team. Uh, I think they have a first place ceiling. I think they're a playoff lock team with a first place ceiling, but I think they finished third in the East. Kendall. Oh, anybody? Miami Heat? Anybody? No, I agree with you 100%. Could be an exciting team. They yeah. could also be a very dud team, which I can honestly see this year. I think they're a playoff lock, though. No, they're a playoff lock. I mean, it just, it's just... No, but they're you, going to be NBA champions this year. Well, you can be a dud and make the playoffs in the East. Playing yeah. in the NFC East is kind of like playing in the, uh, the AFC. The NFC East is kind of like playing in the NBA East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got there. Uh, so I did the uh, Brooklyn Nets, um, and uh, looking through my stuff, I did uh, calculate everything for a 72-game season. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer was 10? The answer was 10 out of 10? <laughs> Mock, you missed yeah. the over-under there. So, uh, yeah, good good job on me. But, you know, let's say... You know, let's say they play a 72-game season. Let's say they play 72 Eric Ebron is on a cart, Mock. Ah. Uh, wow. So I have the Nets in a 72-game season going 42-30. and 30. I can't tell if he's laughing or crying. He's got a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Nets are the most anticipated team in the NBA. Um, the Kyrie-Durant combo is one of the most hyped storylines of basketball. Uh, this team will do very well out of the gate or, or struggle to get going. Um, this team needs to build chemistry with these stars, and how often have we seen likely pairs not live up to potential? Uh, in addition, they're working with a first-year coach and Steve Nash. Um, so the team, as we just mentioned, Durant and Kyrie, uh, big personalities. So we we'll have to we have to see how the team will respond, like during losing streaks and have like media criticism. Like a lot of these guys, they could you know. Fighting inside the locker room is never good in any sport, but NBA, it could be destructive. So there's a lot of um, big personalities on the net, so we'll have to see uh, how it pans out. Um, signings, uh, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, uh, Landry Shamit. Um, For a second, but, I thought you were say Bruce Bowen. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> uh, but the Nets have a very deep roster. Um, 
So there's a lot of solid pieces. Uh, we'll see if um, you know these guys will you know know their role as as uh, they say in, in the, the wrestling world. Um, <laughs> so, <we're, laughs> so I, I like what I like everything you said. I don't think there's going to be a single concern there about locker room chemistry though, because now this season Kyrie doesn't have to be the leader. Kyrie is not a good leader of a team. He, he, he's, a, he's absolutely a star, he's absolutely a playmaker, and he's 100% an NBA first-team type guy. But he's not a leader of a team, and he doesn't have to be that this year. That's that's Kevin Durant's job. It, it, people can say what they want, but like being being a leader of a team, like when your first year there is you being out all year long, it, it doesn't... It doesn't do you any good. So, I, I, Kyrie was the leader because he played, and Kyrie's not a leader. We saw that in we saw that in Cleveland. He was not the leader. I think that I think that team is, is poised for greatness. Yeah. Any, anything else on the Nets? Uh, just uh, they drafted uh, Sadiq Bay, um, which will, will be interesting because I don't know as far as minutes go. This team seems pretty kind of locked up. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of. A lot they're of players very, are going to be taking a lot of time. They're, they're deep. Um, and I put my most uh, surprising player, I anticipate Spencer Dinwiddie uh, to kind of be a guy to – he was a bright spot last year. I think he'll uh, continue to be a bright spot unless he gets traded then. Then <laughs> fuck then, him. Yeah, then whatever. I think, I think outside of the, the normal names, I think Jared Allen is the MVP of that team. Outside of the Durant and Irving, I think Jared Allen – Jared Allen, Jared Allen's inside abilities will allow. I'm struggling because I keep thinking you saying Jared Allen. Nah. He made his NBA debut last year. <laughs> Jared, he, Jared Allen. I have his, I have a Chicago Bears Jared Allen jersey. Yes, you do. I bought that the minute he got I signed. Have, I remember that. The minute he was signed, I bought that shit. Um, I th- I think Jared Allen plays such good interior defense that it will it will it'll allow him to do what he did in OKC. Kyle. Next. So we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they're a tough team to figure out because they have potential to be a lower-end playoff team. But they have Andre Drummond. They have Kevin Love. And they have two guards that can score, but they don't have anybody that can really play defense. That's why they drafted Isaac Okoro. He's a 3-and-D type player. When, they were, when the preseason... He started at the three in the preseason games, so let's hopefully they can they keep that. And they do have a decent bench with Kevin Porter Jr. and Seti Osman and a few other players. Larry Nance Jr. is a pretty solid five off the bench. They they have potential to be a good team. Are they? I don't know if they're coached right or coached well. Um, it it, it like. The one thing that's going to be a big downfall is the consistency of their shooting. Because um, we know that Andre Drummond can't shoot to save his life. Unless it's like a full court shot and he's like money. <laughs> but teams are going to play the foul game with him. And they're going to have to take him out. And that really brings down a lot of defense for that team. The Cavaliers, I think, could potentially be a sneaky 8 seed team. But I think they end up as like an 11 seed, 10 11 seed. What's going to hurt them the most is that at every single position, they're undersized. I mean, Kev- Kevin Love's thing all the time was that 
as good of a rebounder as he is and as good as offensive as he can be, he's always been an undersized four. And Larry Nance is an undersized five. Man, I wish I started Giovanni Bernard. Um, all right, I'll go next. I have the Orlando Magic here. Um, uh, only notable thing that they really did was uh, draft rookie Cole Anthony, who could be a very big spark in playmaking and perimeter scoring if he can find consistency. Um, they're a cohesive unit with depth, and Aaron Gordon found his playmaking abilities when he got switched over to the three in the playoff bubble last year. But they're an average squad with middle-of-the-pack talent, roster-wide, and the injury bug is no uh, no stranger to the Orlando Magic. And they just don't have a great great amount of shooting. I think ceiling-wise, they can make the playoffs, but I think they finish at the 10th seed. Kendall? Ah, Kyle's favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers of Philadelphia. He only kind of likes them. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a 72-game season, I have them going 45-27. <laughs> and 27. Um, so this team has a lot of question marks and kind of what they want to do. Um, will Embiid Simmons, will they find a way to get them to work together? Will one of them get traded for a high-profile player? Um, but Embiid and Simmons on their own are NBA, all NBA, you know, players, you know, you know, guys who will make the, the all-star game every year they're, they're playing right now. Um, and they're building a more sensible rotation for, I guess, what they're trying to do. Um, they're moving in a direction, I guess would be, um, thing to say. Uh, they signed Danny Green as well as, uh, Dwight Howard and, uh, Seth Curry. Um, so Danny Green to replace what the, shot. the Al what? shot, what happened? They signed only Dwight Howard. Yeah, they traded for they, Danny they acquired Danny Green and Seth Curry via trades. Oh, well, I'm just talking about acquisitions. You, but you said they signed Danny Green. Oh, I'm actually really nervous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did all my math wrong. Uh, but Danny Green was to replace Al Horford, which was kind of a failed experiment. Um, adding Seth Curry, who has been one of the statistically one of the better shooters, kind of you know gives some some added depth on the perimeter. Um, we'll, we'll help out that a ton. And a cool signing is, you know, old, old gold Dwight Howard. Um, kind of this is some veteran presence who kind of a guy who seems like he's um, not as like self-centered anymore and kind of just, you know, knows, you know, what he's got to do and he doesn't have to prove anything anymore. Um, so it's kind of a more balanced, you know, roster. Uh, Doc Rivers taking the, the, the reins there, so a lot of exciting things for Philadelphia. Um, they drafted Tyrese Maxey in the uh, in the draft, and I believe he'll get a lot of playing time. Um, and I just mentioned it before, but I think Dwight Howard will be exciting, like the surprise player, because he'll have a lot less minutes to play, but he'll kind of just be as long as Embiid is there, he'll just be filling in for the time that Embiid's then on the floor, so. which can be a lot. I think the Sixers did the right things in the offseason. I think Danny Green's going to be the sleeper MVP of that team. Um, I think the one downfall to the Sixers will be if they try to experiment with going big, which is Dwight at the five, Embiid at the four, Tobias at the three, Danny Green at the two, and Simmons at the one. That, I think, will destroy that team. I don't think they will. I, I, I would bet you that they'll do it in at least ten games. That lineup will be on the floor in at least ten games. No, because I think the way that they had it in the preseason was Seth Curry. Preseason, preseason doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but I don't think they start Dwight Howard. 
Because I think Dwight, I think everybody knows that Dwight Howard is a bench piece now. I mean, not necessarily. Including Dwight Howard. Yeah, but at the same time, all it takes is an injury. <coughs> COVID. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead, Kyle. Then we have the Detroit Pistons, a.k.a. Blech. the team with Sadiq Bey, really. It was a sign-and-trade. What? So oh. Sadiq Bey got traded on draft night to the Pistons. I thought there was somebody else who was like a, another Sadiq Bey, like a Adrian Peterson. <laughs> like, at, <laughs> the at, real Sadiq Bey. You beat me to it. It's the first time I've ever said that in my life. <laughs> so this team is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they have Derrick Rose. Uh, they signed Jeremy Grant. They signed Mason Plumley. All they are are stopgaps. Grant literally took more money to have a bigger role. But, you know, he's not that type of player. He, Who? Jeremy Grant. Um, I could have swore he said Grant Hill. <laughs> he also played there. Grant McGraw, textbooks, anyone? But they drafted Killian Hayes. McGraw Hill. Ah, oh, you're right. Shot? Nog? <laughs> Nog me, baby. They drafted Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bay all in the first round. All have tremendous amount of upside, but it's going to take time to develop. They drafted two. They drafted Killian Hayes, who's a foreign player, but they, they drafted Isaiah Stewart, who's just a big body, big man. They suck. And the draft of Sadiq Bay, who people have said is either going to be the biggest sleeper in the draft or the biggest bust in the draft. Um, but and Both sound right for the Pistons. <laughs> in the middle of all that, you still got Blake Griffin. You got a big-ass contract that you're not going to really be able to get rid of. They only got a year left on it, though, right? Two years. Two years left on it. Yeah. Oh. So it's going to be a big... Hopefully they can get rid of it. But that team was just... It's a weird team. And their their ceiling is 20 wins, and their floor, which is the realistic point, it's last in leagues. All right. Washington Wizards, um, the obvious addition of Russell Westbrook, um, that brings a – in my opinion, I think that this trade that they did with the Rockets, which was essentially Westbrook for Wall – really helped out both teams because I think that what the Wizards need is they need a more physical playmaking version of John Wall. Who stays in the field. Of course. But I'm saying it's like, like, like Russell Westbrook is a more physical playmaking version of John Wall. John Wall is a, he, he's a fast, he's a fast paced cutting point guard who has a shot. He has a decent shot. But I, I think the, the Houston Rockets needed somebody to play a little bit more backseat to Harden. And I think the Wizards needed someone to take to kind of take over because I think that Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal has the ability to take over, but not the personality to be a team leader. He can take over a game, but not a locker room. That makes sense. Cool. And they also added Robin Lopez, which I think is actually humongous for that team. Why? Because it adds billions of light years worth of better rebounding to that team. Okay. Um, I think that uh, they have an elite backcourt. In Westbrook and Bradley Beal, with very good shooting, even with Westbrook having woes the past couple seasons, and they're able to win in shootout games, which is, can be very important in the NBA because you have bad defensive defensive games. 
The rebounding is kind of low right now. I still put that as a weakness because we haven't seen Robin Lopez in full gear at that team yet. But once he kind of chimes in, I think rebounding will definitely help, especially off the bench. Um, their interior defense, again, Robin Lopez can play very good interior defense. He'll, he'll stay nitty and gritty with all the the top fives and fours in the NBA. And the one thing that they're going to, I think they might struggle with a little bit is leadership chemistry. I think that Bradley Beal will be all more, all the happier to move over and let Russell Westbrook be the face and, and spokesman of the team. But I don't know if the rest of the team is going to be able to look to Wessel, Russell Westbrook when Bradley Beal made them a somewhat relevant name in the NBA because of how great he was playing. Because even though the Washington Wizards haven't been good, people are like, oh man, did you see Bradley Beal on the Wizards? They got they got screen time because of Beal. Mm-hmm. So I think the locker room might look to Beal as a leader, whereas the media is going to look to Westbrook. I think that they have a fifth seed um, ceiling with that mean one-two punch in the backcourt. But I could I could see them spiraling and not making the playoffs at all. But I do think that they... I think they finish right in the middle of that at a seventh seed and find their way into a playoff spot. Ken? Uh I have the New York Knicks. And to take the words of Kyle... Your former favorite team. Uh, I, I like them. I like them. Yeah, but you're a Rockets fan now. I, I like them both. Uh, I root He's for the a Knicks. big Rockets guy. We all know it. Uh, yeah. Listen, Houston's cool. Um, in the words of the great Kyle Souls... You want to keep fat Harden. <laughs> yeah. Keep uh, listen, short passes, he's living his best life. Uh, this team is going to be bad. Um... In a 72-game season, I predict them going 23-49 uh, and 49, uh, with a ceiling of 30 wins and a floor of 18. Um, Nixon for another long season. Um, there's a lot of youth on the team mixed with some veterans, uh, Julius Randle, uh, Alec Burke, Austin Rivers, Nerlens Noel, um, who in the grand scheme of things are cheap veterans um, that, you know, they, they, they know where they're at in their career and they can provide some good, you know, locker room, you know, leadership uh, on the on the team's young core um you know you know um you know you know uh tom thibodeau will be making his debut for uh, the knicks um which he's no no slouch of head coach the knicks like to hire some slouches uh so i think there's a lot of positive uh momentum with the thibodeau signing um but he's got a kind of a, a mixed bag to be dealing with so the team's obviously going to be dealing with a lot of trials and tribulations, implementing a new system uh, into the CSR, I think it's going to be a struggle. Um, they drafted Obi Toppin. Uh, Toppin, I don't know why I said that. Um, and I, I really don't know much about him, so I don't know what his impact will be. Kind of, I'm sure he'll have a playing time because they'll be messing around with a lot of different stuff. But my surprising player to watch will be uh, a guy who was kind of uh, a lot of hype, I want to say two or three years back, in Kevin Knox. Uh, I think that he'll... The, the hype has settled, and he, we know what he's going to be. He knows what he's going to be, and uh, I, I think that he'll be able to play efficiently and it'll be impactful. It's, 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 hard to be, it's hard to be a rookie in New York. It's hard to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> no, but, but it's hard to be a rookie in New York. It's, the pressure's immediately on you in any sport. Um, I think that the Knicks' best thing that they've done in the past 20 years is sign Tom Thibodeau. And the, you know what the worst part about it is? It's going to cost him his coaching career. I saw a lot of stuff that is. Well, this is, this is my prediction. I think that Tom Thibodeau is going to get the, the mean root and grit of that team that's going to be there for the next seven, eight years. Those, those lifers, as they will be in the NBA, because everybody jumps ship these days. Um, 
Why is Mike Singletary on anything except the worst coaches of Hall of Fame ballot? Um, <laughs> but um, my thing with uh, Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau brings fundamental defensive-minded basketball. Well, I don't think that. I know that. He brings fundamental defensive-minded basketball to the, the court. And unlike what he had in Minnesota, which was a star and cat, a exciting star style player in Levine and what was supposed to be a star in Wiggins, you can't really run fundamental basketball that way. He was perfect for the Bulls when he came in because they needed fundamental basketball. The Knicks need fundamental basketball. They need to they need to all learn how to play defense again. They all need to learn how to play fundamental basketball again. And Thibodeau can do that, but what's going to happen is is he's not going to be able to produce a playoff stint in his tenure. He's going to get fired, and the next coach is going to walk into a team that knows what they're doing, and it's only going to take a couple pieces. New York will always be an enticing place to go in free agency, and all it takes is them going from where they've been to maybe consecutive ninth ninth place finishes for a star in five years to be like, I could make them a sixth seed, a fifth seed. I could do that. My talent alone will make will jump them four seeds. It's a shame because I think that I think what he's going to do for that team, I think he's going to be he's going to be the Mark Jackson to that of that team. What he's going to do to that team is is going to be credited to somebody else. Because Kyle and I will always be in the same boat that Steve Kerr is a good head coach and what he's done is no joke. But what he all his all his success comes off of the heels of what Mark Jackson did for the Warriors. Built that team. He built, with the exception of Durant, that's his team. Hey, so Tyler Boyd's out for the game. Sweet. I hope Juju keeps dropping passes. But I hope Deontay starts catching more passes. Hope the Steelers. Go ahead, Kyle. Come on. All right, so we got the Indiana Pacers, who brought back, uh, who brought back the starting five. Um, here's the thing: the Pacers' starting five is going to get the job done. They're not a fancy team. They're nitty gritty, defensive minded. Unit with with average playmaking, but they can all shoot the ball. The the weakest player on defense is Sabonis, but he's an all star because you know he can score and he can rebound. Um, their depth is horrendous. Okay, the the one bench score that they had was Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb is out because he tore his ACL. He's gone. So now they have to try and play the matchup game with Cassius Stanley, the rookie out of Duke, Edmund Summer, guys like that. They don't have a big, they don't have a, they don't have a death roster. Um, with a lot of the East teams getting better and getting more focused on their roster, the Pacers kind of took a step back, which I still think they're a lock in the playoffs, in my opinion. But they're 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 pretty much looking at um looking at the success of Victor Oladipo a couple years ago. If he can get back to normal. So I do think. I think their floor is a 7 seed. And I think the projections are 5 seed. I do think they finish as a 7 seed. I believe so. Alright. The Charlotte Hornets acquired Gordon Hayward. In free agency. And drafted rookie sensation LaMelo Ball. For added shooting and pace. Um, and more importantly than both of that, they no longer are financially responsible for Nicholas Batum, <laughs> which has been destroying that team for fucking years. Right, Kyle? Can I get a high five and an amen to that? I always wanted Nick Batum to, to be good there, though. Yeah, but he wasn't. 
Um, they're a very they're a very good playmaking team before these additions. They're only going to get better from there. They have good team defense and offensive rebounding. Gordon Hayward is a guy that loves to attack the rim, um, and I don't think he's going to shy away from that in any capacity. And Lamelo Ball is an oversized point guard that is definitely going to get his own in the rebound category. Which anytime your uh, point guard can get rebounds, it's only going to help your team. But they do not have a team alpha. Gordon Hayward is not an alpha. LaMelo Ball is too young to be an alpha, and it will destroy him if he tries to be one. They are missing that kind of voice in the locker room. Gordon Hayward is going to be a good wise man, but not to be confused with Weissman. But he's going to be a good wise man, which is my NBA pun. Um, <laughs> they also have a very crowded backcourt in terms of point guard and shooting guard. Gordon Hayward is going to have to revert to his Utah Jazz day of playing the small forward. Um, without a doubt, there will be no room at the shooting guard position for him because they are absolutely stacked at the point and shooting guard position in terms of, like, players. Am I wrong, Kyle? That's right. Suck my dick. Um, and they're also missing consistent scoring, which I think can definitely be a race with Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball if he plays well. Um, however, I do think that regardless of those additions... Their ceiling and floor both regard them missing the playoffs, and I think they finish in the 11th spot. But they six for 15 for seven yards. I I don't and, I, and we'll get to it when we do some award stuff. But I don't I don't think Lamelo Ball pans out this year. I think he will be a good. I think he'll be a good NBA player. I think he'll be the better of the Ball brothers. But I I, I think that I think it gets to him this year. Come on, go ahead. Okay, uh, uh, rounding out the Atlantic, uh, the Toronto Raptors. In a 72-game season, I have them going 41-31. and 31. Um, The Raptors are a funny team. Um, as of late the past couple seasons, they're a team that kind of always seems to exceed expectations and quietly be very good. Um, retaining Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam. Um, they have a very good rotation uh, moving into uh, hopefully a full season. Um they did a good job in the offseason of replacing uh, Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol uh, with Aaron Baines and Alex Len. Um, they ended up drafting uh, Malachi Flynn and DeAndre Bembry, um, who will be good good additions to add some depth. Um, I think, in general, the, the Raptors are a, a good good team, and they will kind of, you know, I think every team in, in the Atlantic will kind of be a fringe first place at some point or another. But just in general, you know, the way the, the Nets are anticipated to be, the way the, the Celtics are shaping it to be, the way the 76ers, I think, will end up looking, the Raptors will be kind of lost in the shuffle. I think it's just too much talent, um, just too much you know, upside for these other teams that I think they'll just kind of be lost in the mix. All right. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. What team was that? The Raptors. <laughs> I'm just fucking uh, The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the biggest thing that they re-signed Giannis to a Supermax. They traded for Supermax. They traded for Drew Holiday. Wait. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Just a quick question. How are this? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Dumb question. How are the Steelers getting shut out? No, 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 no. I figured, I figured it out. I figured it out. I, I, I confused myself. Because they can't win a fucking football no, game. No, it's not about that. Wasn't the point I was making, Kyle? All right. Um, they traded for Drew Holiday. The problem with that trade is that yes. Drew Holiday is a better uh, NBA player than Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, but they lost a lot of depth. Their starting five might look good, but their bench looks terrible. Um, 
They lack physical bigs. Brook Lopez is a scorer. He he's not the greatest at defenders in the league. Not anymore. He wasn't. He he was pretty decent in Brooklyn. I mean, they they, they do have good uh, three point shooting around Milwaukee with Bryn Forbes and Dante DiVincenzo. But they took a big hit in the lack of defense and talent. Um, I can see them as high as the one seed. I can see them as low as the five. Um, my projection is I do I do think they finish one in the East, but I think they do what they usually do. They fall into the playoffs. All right, and rounding out the East in total is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they made some some more smaller moves in terms of playmaking and uh, backcourt defense depth with, uh, I believe they added Rondo and Chris Dunn, correct? Mm -hmm. And then um, they also got uh, Bogdanovich. Kyle, right? Bogdanovich? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, their strengths would be that as of now, they've added, we'll see how it pans out, but they've added a much needed defensive backcourt. Um, Trey Young has definitely never been known. He, he, he's a great playmaker. He's a great shooter, but he's never been known for his defense. They they added that. You know, Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of them together on the court to really shut down some, some, some issues. They also increased their playmaking depth behind Trey Young because when Trey Young came out of a game, that team really struggles to score points. And now with Rajon Rondo, who has the ability to find open guys, Chris Dunn, who can shoot the three okay, they, they brought in some guys that can do some things when he's not in the game. They're a very young team, but they're exciting. They have good three-point shooting, and they're very good at, at forcing turnovers before adding Rondo and Chris Dunn. They're going to be even better at that now. I would be very surprised if any team can beat them in terms of forcing turnovers. Um, however, turnovers also hurts them because they do turn the ball over a lot. And a lot of that has to do with Trey Young. I think adding the, the depth of Dunn and Rondo helps them immensely in that category. Um, their team chemistry might be a little off because even though Rondo and Dunn will both be bench guys, I think that they're going to play a big part in that team as, and Bogdanovich and new piece in is going to look to be a, a main part of that team right out of the gate. Um, they're a relatively slow team, and they, they don't really do that well in help defense. Um, I think they could go as high as the four seed if everything falls right for them, but realistically, they're looking at an eight seed. Right, you guys want to do uh, projections for the, the East now, or do you want to just do the whole playoff thing at the end? At the end. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the West. So, Kendall, you had the Pacific Division? Yes. Kyle, you had yourself the Northwestern Division, and I had the North or the uh, Southwestern Division, the North Southern Southern Division. <laughs> All right, so we'll go snake in order. This one. So I'll start off with the Houston Rockets. Um, so as mentioned earlier, the trade for Russell Westbrook for John Wall, um, and the Rockets also added Demarcus Cousins. Um, they're an elite, very fast-paced scoring team with unlimited perimeter scoring. And they're very good at forcing turnovers. Um, but their coaching is a question mark. Their playmaking will be somewhat of a question mark because John Wall's not known to be a big playmaker. He's more of a go-out-and-get-it-himself kind of guy. Um, DeMarcus Cousin helps the, the, the cause, but they're an undersized team. 
And again, DeMarcus Cousin helps the cause, but they're not a good rebounding team. And in order for those two things to become strengths, DeMarcus Cousins kind of has to return to form. Their ceiling is a first place, and that's with Cousins and Wall kind of returning to form. We haven't seen Cousins play Sacramento basketball in some time, and injuries have played a big part in that. We haven't seen John Wall play in some time. But if they can return to form, they can be the one seed in that that conference, I think, no doubt. Um, they could fall all the way to the six, though, because if the John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins experiments don't work, then you're just a Russell Westbrook-less Rockets team from last year. And maybe without James Harden. He's playing. No, like they might trade him. Yeah, I mean, I'm basing this off of like if everyone stays put, like the you mm-hmm. know the way the season's gonna go. Um, I do think that if things go, I think the projection is third. I, I do think that Demarcus Cousins figures some stuff out and and plays a little bit more to form. I think John Wall is slow to start, but I think that at the end of the day, John Wall has got raw speed and you can't teach that. S a w f t soft. <laughs> Uh, the Denver Nuggets, um, they lost Jeremy Grant, uh, Mason Plumlee, and Torrey Craig. Um, but what this does is give an expanded role to Michael Porter Jr., who I think can take the league by storm. He was a projected number one pick before he had the injury in Missouri that made him fall away to 14 in Denver. He showed flashes of great, but now he has the full opportunity to, to, to show what he had for Denver this year. But if he fails, you're just rely on, relying on the offense of Jokic and Murray, which is a very scary thing because Jokic, yes, is one of the best centers in the league, but he's not the greatest of scorers. He's an all-around center. He's a good rebounder, decent scoring, and a very good uh, passer. Um, they got younger at the bench position, which gives, you know, like I said, Michael Porter Jr. and Bol Bol the option. Um, Denver, I think, took a little bit of a step back, but I don't think it bothers them because I think they're just looking for the next piece to fall on their domino. Um, I think... Shut up, Rebecca. Don't give me that look. Undertaker sucks. Um, ceiling is the... I'm doing it to her. <laughs> the ceiling is the five seed, in my opinion. I think they could fall to seven, but I do think they're a lock in the playoffs. Uh, Golden State... Uh, I predict them going 40 and 32 in a 72-game season. Um, Warriors system return, uh, big some upgrades. Uh, the healthy return of Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Um, they added uh, Kelly Oubre uh, to the roster and drafted uh, James Wiseman to start at center. Um, unfortunately, losing Klay Thompson again, season-ending injury, um, will in fact be impactful. I mean, listen, it's it's Steph's team, but you know th- there's an, an a lot that Clay brings to the table, and he he will be missed for sure. Um, there is enough talent, I believe, to get the team into the playoff mix. Uh, a low seed for sure. Um, a lot of eyes, I think, will be on Andrew Wiggins to see if they can get him like the best out of him every night. Uh, I guess that he's got some issues with concentration, which I I, I did not know was uh, an issue for him. But I guess uh, getting him. Uh, on the kind of the right the right page will kind of be um, impactful for them getting Golden State where they want to be again. Um, I think James Wiseman will will play a big impact for where Golden State needs to kind of get back into their winning ways. Golden State did the right thing after Clay got hurt. They found pieces for Steph. Where last year they kind of just rode. All right, Steph, kind of do your thing and see if we can get wins. This year they're like, all right, we added a big man. They added. 
um, Kelly Oubre, who's been a, a very serviceable small forward power forward in the league. Um, and they have, um, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins could be a wild card for that team. If he can return to, like, 2015, I want to say, the year that he played really well, then that team's fine. But it's going to be hard without Clay. If Clay was there, I think they take the West. But. Hmm. Dallas. Um, they continue to fine-tune their team. Um, minors, minor pieces here and there. They're, they're really rocking with what they got. Um, they're an elite cohesive offense with really good shooting, really good playmaking, and excellent ball security. But they have a lackluster transition game. They're not so great at forcing turnovers. And consistent defense has kind of been of an issue for them. Um, Luka Doncic, what else can you say? Uh, I think I, I think a lot of people think and would agree with that in order for Dallas to kind of take that next step, we kind of need to see a little bit more of early Knicks Porzingis. <coughs> Um, a little bit more. The confidence in shooting has never left, but we need to see a little bit more of that that speed and hustle up and down the court. Um, I know that kind of is not that easy with the injuries, plus he's just a massive human being. Um, I think they could go all the way up to a fourth seed, especially if Doncic kind of takes that next step, which he's running out of steps to take so young in his career, but there are some more. Um, but I could see them finishing as low as eighth due to injuries. Um, Porzingis missing series time. He's no stranger to injuries. Other key components of that team. Um, my projection is that they finish sixth, though. I think they just need they need one more piece. It doesn't necessarily need to be somebody that makes a big three. And I'm not entirely sure what that piece is yet. I think I'll know after the first 15 or 20 games of the season. But I think they need one more just cohesive unit piece to make that team to go to the next level. Um, we have Minnesota, who, in my opinion, is going to be one of the funnest teams to watch this year. Most fun. Whatever. The Jackson Anthony Edwards. Um, you get a full year of D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, the defense for Minnesota is not going to be there. But they can definitely score the basketball with the best of them. Um, um, I the Wolves re-signed Malik Beasley. They have a they have a question mark in the roster of like what what they're gonna do and like what um they also brought back Ricky Rubio. So it, it's a it's a matter of what roster like what units are gonna be together and how they're gonna cohese together. I think if if Minnesota could finally if, if they if they can mesh well with one another, you have very good young defense in Jerry Culver and um there's somebody else there. Whatever. But you, you can have, like, a good rotation with Culver, Beasley, Rubio, Russell, Towns. Um, they're, they're a difficult team to pinpoint. I think they can be a playoff team. I think they could, like I said, I think they could score with everybody. But if they can't stop anybody, they could be as low as in 10 seed. I do think, I do have them projected out of the playoffs. But if I see a little life in them in, in the beginning of the season my mind will switch into a playoff season. All right. Uh, I have the Lakers, uh, our reigning NBA champs. Um, I am going 40 and 24 in a full season. I'm winning 55 games. Um, basically, listen, here's the deal. It's LeBron and Davis, and th- that that's the show. Last year they won with kind of a, a subpar cast. This year I think they added players that kind of 
will be equal, and I think you could argue are better than last year's squad, signing Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell, Marcus Saul, Wes Matthews. Um, basically, if LeBron is on the, 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 the team, it's always a potential, you know, to go to the playoffs, there's always a potential to be in the finals. It's, it's been seen as long as he's played in the league. Um, I think they're a favorite to, to repeat. Um, I, I think their, their signings are very effective. I, 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 like I just said, I think they did the same. They, they have better players than last year who will do the same thing as players last year, if that, if that makes any sense at all. Uh, so that's my Lakers anticipation. The Lakers basically built their roster to when LeBron and AD sit. <laughs> when you guys can't play the game, these guys will go and hold it. Like, 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 that's my opinion. Like, I think like they're they're preparing for them to have a big. Uh, they, they sit a lot early this year because of the shortened off season. Right. All right. The uh, Memphis Grizzlies um, kind of really didn't do much to help. Uh, what? No. Did, were you supposed to go kind of, kind of small? Yeah, I was saying like, they didn't do anything. No. I like, they didn't really do much to help this whole rebuild thing they're doing. Um, I mean, I know that they are really excited about what they got in John Morant, but uh, they still need a lot of work. Um, yeah. Uh, they're a well-rounded team, but they're not impressive or concerning at any any aspect. There's nothing about them that's like, wow, they really suck at this, but there's also nothing about them that's like, wow, they're really great at this, which is poised for a 10-seed finish. Um, they didn't get any better, and uh, they have one emerging star amiss a sea of role players. Right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? There's a couple guys I'm excited for. Who are we talking but about? But they're role players. Sons? Well, Jaron Jackson is the uh, more of a role player. It's not really a role player. I think he could be a star. He could, but okay. So if he could be a star, what is he now? Well, he's hurt. If he's not a star now, Kyle, he's a role player. He's good when he plays, though. Huh? He's good when he plays, though. Who? Jared Jackson. No, I, I, he is good, but he's still a role player at this point in time. Yeah. He can be a star, yeah, but he's a role player right now. Yeah. I think that their ceiling is a squeak at the playoffs at eighth seed, but their floor could be as slow as a twelfth seed in a, in a very always tough Western Conference. Which I, I think they land right in the middle of a ten seed. They missed the playoffs. I think last year they it worked out really well, really well for them. Kind of the you know, Portland played terrible all year. There there was you know a, a lot of hodgepodge. You know Oklahoma surprising so many people, which will not happen this year. Um, there was a lot of things that worked out kind of well for the Grizzlies to be that ninth seed invited to the. The bubble, I, I don't. I don't think they even really. I, I don't think they're sniffing the playoffs the last couple of weeks of the play, the, the regular season. Close. Yeah. Speaking of the Thunder, talk about a trash squad. I'm also projecting them to be last. They traded their whole squad, and their the Shea Gilgis Alexander is their best player. We all knew that going in when they traded everybody. Um. Uh. Thank God. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, they trade like they, the people that they traded for got traded. They traded Kelly Oubre. Like the, yes, they got a they got a plethora of picks. Well, the the thing is, is they were a team that did a lot of movement last year to kind of start this rebuild with picks, 
Then they played too well for it. Yeah. And then they were like, fuck. All right, pause. Let's draft somebody with this pick. And then instead of moving up in the draft, let's trade all these guys while they're high. Chris Paul, Steven Adams, etc. Let's get rid of them while they're high and acquire more draft picks. And then we'll really get a good ramp up on the thing this year. So, they like they like we we said they traded uh, Damian Green and they traded uh, Terrence Ferguson. Yep. Um, Stephen Adams, Chris Steven Paul, Adam, Chris Paul. They traded four of their starting five last year. Shea is the only one that's still there. They let go of Danilio Gallinari. Yep. Um. Th- they brought in Al Horford. Okay. It's gonna be hard to trade for that contract. It's gonna be hard to trade I think that. Gallinari is a hawk too now. He is. Like, like it's gonna be hard to get off that book. But you know the Thunder aren't paying a single dime to anybody else. Um, there is no ceiling. The, the biggest thing that they can have happen is that Shea Gallagher's plays <laughs> out of their minds, which he will because he's the only scoring option. They're gonna finish in last place. It's a lot like the Pistons. <laughs> They're gonna suck. They have they drafted two guys that are foreign players. Foreign players usually take a couple more years to develop because the the center that they drafted is very very skinny, no muscle mass. They're 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 either studs right out of the gate or it takes three years. This guy is going to suck in the pros, in my opinion. I I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but yeah, read. I heard. Okay, the other team that plays in Los Angeles, the Clippers, um, are going to suck. 46 and 26, uh, regular season, 52 uh, wins, I project. Um, Clippers last year. Well, hold on. You just said 46 and 26 with 52 wins, you project? In a regular season. Because I projected everything for a 72 game season. So you're just making adjustments up on the fly? I'm trying to. Did you just start doing this? Uh, Or did I miss it? I've been here and there. I've been mentioning if I I make it. Mock asleep. Yes. No, Mock's here. Hi, Mock. Just just listening. You guys better, are doing great. Just, better be working on those uh, playoff projections there. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Kendall. Uh, Clippers fell victim to establish a play and the bubble nuggets. Um, yes, the bubble nuggets. Not to be confused with the blubber nuggets. Yes. It's from Tim, Tim from Dim Dimidome, yeah. owner of the Dimzale Dimidome. Totally different squad. I was friends with that guy once. Oh. <laughs> I think it's Doug uh, Dimidome. Is it Dim Dimidome? Yeah, it's, it's all the same. Um, hey, brother Doug, I'm driving with my feet. <laughs> uh, team, I think, will is supposed to be very good defensively. Um, so they ended up losing uh, Montrez Harrell, um, but they ended up picking up Serge Ibaka. Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca, and. and uh, Signing uh, Luke uh, Kennard uh, to replace uh, Landry Shamit, who they traded. Um, so the the Clippers are a team who last year anyway were projected to kind of be the favorite. Uh, I think there there will be a, a step back taken, but I think defensively, you know, with Leonard George, you know, Beverly, you know, great great you know shot blockers. Uh, I think the team is is posed to be kind of more like an opposite of what the NBA is, where defense kind of wins championships. Uh, so I think they they will make a big push uh, this year. 
The cool. San Antonio Spurs. They've made some. They made a couple depth moves for the uh, front court. That's about it. Um, they got good ball security. They have consistent scoring and a chess master coach and Popovich with some pretty good interior defense. But that interior defense isn't the best at rebounding. They very much so lack perimeter shooting, second chance points, and points off turnovers. But they do have the best and one finisher in basketball. Yeah, they do. That's true. Um, I think they could finish in the seventh seed because they do still have the firepower of DeRozan with the coaching of Popovich. They also have the best city jerseys. That's true. But, I, I mean, floor-wise, I think they could fall all the way to the 12th. Um, th- th- their best players are aging. I mean, I haven't seen... I, I haven't seen what, um, you know, Marcus Aldridge really just... He hasn't been the same guy ever since he became a Spur. And he's only getting older. He's losing his speed. Um, I would like to see a trade back to Portland. Yeah. Um, I project them finishing around the 11th spot. They, they just... As good as Popovich is, as good as good as DeRozan can be, there's just not enough there. And uh, I think we're just kind of... You know, I think we've got another couple of years of Pop there, kind of waiting out the DeRozan contract. And then we're going to see... Uh, we're going to see Timmy do his fucking thing. That's what I'm really excited about. I love Pop. Don't get me wrong. I love him so much. But, man, would it be great to see Timmy become the head coach. And as much as I would hate to see Popovich go anywhere else, it would be fun to watch him coach against each other. You think Popovich goes to the Sixers? No. No, because Doc Rivers, in my opinion, is there for a long time. Yeah. He's he gonna, also hates cheesecakes. He's going to produce 14 consecutive fifth place finishes. cheesecakes? Steaks. <laughs> yep. Philadelphia Cheesecakes. <laughs> the Philadelphia Cheesecake Factory. That's my favorite part about going to uh, Phillies games. I get a cheesecake with peppers and onions. Oh, oh, my. I cannot wait for the Phillies, the baseball to be opened back up to fans, because I cannot wait to go to the Philadelphia Goose Island Brewery. Oh, did I mention on the show last week what my birthday present was, or my no. Christmas present was for my aunt? No. Bruh. Bra. She got me a 2019 Bourbon County Reserve Rice Stout. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's Bourbon $80 a bottle. My Bourbon goodness. County Bourbon County Reserve Rice Stout. It's aged in Rittenhouse rye barrels. I was going to bring it to the show, but I don't know. I don't know. You should keep that in a safe. I don't. I think I'm going to enjoy it on Christmas. There you go. I might age it for four more years. I haven't decided yet. Well, is it aging... Does it count if you're aging it in a bottle now, as opposed to the barrel? Yeah, beer beer is different than whiskey. Okay. You can continue to age whiskey, but you have to have oxygen exposure. There's yeast in beer. Well, so you said it's aged in rye barrels, right? Yeah, so it's aged for years in rye barrels, but then it continues to age in the bottle due to yeast. Gotcha, okay. And each one is different than the other. Like, some, it's like, you know, five years would be the max that it'll ever, like, alcohol, what am I trying to say? The ABV will be... X amount. Yeah, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about one show next year. I'm thinking about busting out that three pack. Of what? It's the 17, the 18, and the 19 Bourbon County. Do it all together. Yeah, it's all together. So I'm thinking I'm thinking sometime next year because it's already been a year on the 19, which means we're three on the 17, which is pretty good. I'm thinking about bringing it out and then having you, me, and Massey demolish them on the show because Kyle and Mock won't like them. Mass, you in? I'm in. Cheers, gents. Who, who just went? Kyle. All right, so you're up, Ken. Okay. Dale. Uh, the Phoenix hey, can Suns. we start calling you Ken Dale? 
I got no problem with that. All right, just so you know, that's going to really very quickly turn into me calling you Dale. I like Dale. All right. King of the Hill, you know, that's good, oh. good stuff. Yeah. Pocket uh, sand. <laughs> Pocket sand, yes. <laughs> Paul watched Balls of Fury last night. I did not. I did not. Kyle turned it on, and I left after the Asian chick scene. Yeah. I mean, it's a whatever movie. You know. Then he put a Never seen thing it. in my head. No, then, I did my, then I continued my reign of very committed elf on the shelf ideas. <laughs> I took one of those Instax... Uh, Fujifilm uh, cameras. Oh, nice. And I put a thing of film in it, and I took pictures of the elves around the house. But, like, because there's two of them. So I was Did like, you ever they... put it at the foot of her bed just to really creep her out in the morning? No, nah, because she sleeps in my bed all the time. Ah, all right. Cause... Yeah, that bed's not very used. Because I suck at saying no. <laughs> but, like, I took one of, like, the, the elf tucked into the bed, one into a toy, one sitting on a toilet. I took a picture of one of them teabagging Kyle. Oh, nice. Yeah, a, so now there there is a Polaroid that exists of an elf teabagging Kyle. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Mike. There's a picture of one of them riding the dog. Yeah. <sighs> Jackson. Oh, oh. It's a perfect dog for it. Now, Melvin was coiled up next to you. I didn't want to bother him. Was he? Yeah. The minute I opened the door to take a picture of the elf teabagging you, Jackson ran. Fuck. So I took the dog. I taped the legs to the... I, I put a piece of tape around the legs under his neck. So I was sitting upright on the dog, and then I just coaxed Jackson with a treat and took a picture. Dude, that dog <laughs> loved me when everybody else is not around. Who? Jackson. Jackson loves you all the time. Anyways, what do we have? Go man? ahead, Ken. The Phoenix Suns. I predict them in a 72-game season going 42-30. and 30. The um, most exciting team this season. Yeah. Uh, yes, a team that uh, I think has a lot Little of Suns. potential to be... <laughs> Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Devin Devin Booker um, is is the guy for sure. Uh, adding uh, Hall of Famer Chris Paul into the mix uh, creates uh, an intriguing uh, duo right there. Um, another interesting uh, add, not add, but a player uh, is DeAndre Ayton, um, who is po- po- poised. I guess would be the right word. Poised to kind of be uh, more in the mix uh, this season. Um, Phoenix in the offseason added Jay Crowder and, oh man, Etuan Moore. Um, can I say that right? Eat the nope. He did not eat a lawnmower. Um, he, uh, he, he sucks. Anyway, um, I think for the Suns, this is their, their time. I think right now, in this, this is their window to really make some sort of splash in the West. Uh, meaning that right now, Golden State is kind of down, not out, but they're down. Um, and there's kind of a chance that, you know, the Clippers will not be as good as anticipated. I think if the Suns are to really make a push, this is their window, um, as I think this team will be together for maybe two seasons. Um, Let me tell you something. As a Suns fan, the Chris Paul trade was the worst thing that happened to me. And that's because, you're right, I and mean, I think it's only a two-year win- two window. But hear me out. If they don't succeed in two years, Devin Booker's out. Then they got to restart. Who's uh, and they're not known for drafting very well. Who's uh, quarterbacking the Bengals right now? Ryan Finley. So that means. Think, but what defines succeed? At least making the playoffs in the next two years. You can make the playoffs this year. Okay, if if they if they can make the playoffs next year, I think Devin Booker could be enticed to stay. If they somehow in the next two years, like say Chris Paul gets hurt. See, I don't think Chris Paul's the sleeper now. It's, it's it's what steps is DeAndre Ayton going to take? No, no, I, I agree with you, but yeah. that, like, it, it just in my opinion, like, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. All right, um, wants to go to Minnesota, so and rounding out the 
Southwest, the New Orleans Pelicans. You don't have one more team? Pels, Pels, Pels. Did I skip a team? Because I got two more left. I have one left. Did we skip you? My dad. Did you mention the Las Vegas uh, Gamblers? Yeah, I'm right here. Oh, my bad. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Let me just go real quick? Yeah, just go real quick. All right, so we got the Portland Trailblazers. They made the move for Robert Covington. Love the trade. They have Damian Lillard, Cesar McCollum. They got they got rid of Hassan Whiteside, but Joseph Nurkic is back full. Where did he go? Whiteside? He's back with Sacramento. Back? That's where he started his career. You have a back? Yeah, he wasn't good for him, but yeah. Kendall, where did he go to college? That's right, Marshall. Good job. Um, I was I had the same like division. <laughs> but Robert Coven gives them a defensive promise. The reason why this is so big because the Blazers are known for giving up a lot of points. They win games by scoring a lot of points. If they can maybe cut 20 points in half, if they, if they can cut 20 points out of the points they give up, they're a really big contender. Um, we are a contender now. <laughs> they have Rodney Hood. They brought him back. They got back Carmelo Anthony. They traded for Dennis Cantor because him and Nurkic worked really well a few years ago. Remember that? Um, the Blazers are always a fun team to watch. And most of that is because of Damian Lillard, who said he's going to take half-court shots whenever he feels like it. As he should. Fuck it. But now they have big men. You know, Cantor, when he was with Portland, played out of his mind. That was the best years of his career. And now he's back. They have Melo, who who kind of had a resurgence with him. Um, I do, their floor is a seven seed, but they're proje- I project them to be a four seed. I think they're the made the biggest underdog in the West, and I think they can go head to head with the L.A. Lakers and the Clippers. All right, uh, rounding out the north of southwest there, the New Orleans Pelicans. Pels, Pels, Pels. T-E-L-S, baby. Um, they acquired Stephen Adams via trade and signed Eric Bledsoe? They traded for him. They traded for him? Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, they're a fast-paced team, arguably the best-paced team in the NFL. He was part of the Drew Holiday trade. Yeah, arguably the best-paced team in, in the NBA before these acquisitions. And Stephen Adams Man, hustles. I was hoping you were going to say NFL again. Um, they're a very good playmaking team. Lonzo Ball has never become the scorer that everyone hoped he would be, but he's becoming the playmaker everyone hoped he would be. And Zion is definitely helping that. They have good shooting. They've got great chemistry as that youth team that's kind of building from the ground up. Um, they're a great rebounding team, and they've got good bench scoring. They're a better rebounding team than they were last year. Yeah. You're a better rebounding team than you were last year. Don't lie to me, Mass. And I'm not a good rebounder. And they've right. got good bench scoring. That's right. Um... <laughs> Weakness-wise, they do have some ball security issues. They do cause a lot of turnovers, which you're going to get when you have a pass-first point guard in, in Lonzo Ball. You're going to have a high turnover. Um, they're also not a great free-throw shooting team, which, you know, to a lot of non-basketball fans might not seem like a big deal. But, you know, if, if you're missing seven or eight free-throws a game, that's going to catch up to you, like, a lot. And um, they're also kind of lackluster perimeter defense-wise. Bledsoe doesn't really help that cause a whole, whole lot. A little bit, I think. What would you say? They're not a good perimeter defensive team. Oh no, he's one. He's actually considered one of the best guard defensive. See, I think so too. 
I think he is too, but for whatever reason, I just don't think it's going to help. Well, like, it, 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 like I think Lonzo is a very good defender, and I think Bledsoe is a good defender, but they can't play in the same series. I think that will fuck them up. Right. But they're going to be starting together. Are they? I think so. I mean, who, who who's their starting lineup going to be? I mean, it would be what? Lonzo, Gordon, Lonzo, Gordon, Ingram, Williams, and Adams. With Josh Hart and Reddick off the bench. Here's the thing. I want to hate the Pelicans so bad. Because of Mock. Ah, but, see, I knew that was a reason. But I like them. <laughs> I think the best thing for the team, and I agree with Kyle, is I think they need to start JJ and bring Eric Bledsoe off the bench. Yeah, and I think... Eric Bledsoe will be the hands-down best sixth man in the NBA. And the only thing that scares me is, I don't know if Zion and Adams could play together. Oh, I think they can play together very yeah. well. Yeah. Because Zion has the ability and the, the athleticism to, to step out and play with those stretch fours, where Adams does not. Adams' biggest weakness has always been his ability to go out and play the stretch five. You know what I mean? Um, I think ceiling-wise, they could finish as high as a six seed. Floor being the tenth, I think they're going to be in that that playoff mix all season long. But I do finish. I do think they finish just shy at the nine seed. All right, Kyle, last team. Uh, Utah Jazz. The what? The Utah Jazz. Thank you. So all the Jazz the really did was give the like was, was sign their own guys. Uh, the other, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, they signed Gobert to a not a max extension, but they gave him two hundred million dollars. And uh, thanks for giving us all COVID. Here's some money. <laughs> um, Fuck you, Rudy. But here's the thing: the Jazz on paper do not look great. They never do. Um, like I think they are kind of banking on Mike Conley to return to Memphis Grizzlies, Mike Conley. But the Jazz always seem to find a way to maximize their 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 roster, and that's a big due to Quinn Snyder, who I think is one of the most underrated coaches in this league. Um, the Jazz always seem to find a coach that is just perfect for what they do. Yeah, um, I think the Utah Jazz will finish as a, uh, they're going to finish either five or six because the roster is not great, but you know they're always going to be in the playoff race. Um. But the Utah Jazz are always in the mix because they're great coaches. That's all I got to say. Kendall? All right, rounding out the list, uh, Sacramento Kings. Um, let me just say this preemptively by saying uh, that uh, they are going to be the bottom team in the West. <laughs> no, not necessarily, but they will what be team? Sacramento Kings. Oh. Uh, they, they will not necessarily be the most the bottom team, but they will be close to the bottom. Um, it just the, the West has too many teams that are too good for them really to make any sort of splash. But I will say that the Kings will be the most exciting team in the league to lose 40-plus games. <laughs> um, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald will be uh, still uh, impactful players. Uh, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, um, who I think will, will have some sort of splash. Uh, an interesting signing, uh, and I think will be – moderately impactful is Hassan Whiteside um, and him along with like guys like Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Corey Joseph, all respectable players for what they bring to the table, but it's nothing special. They're just solid players. Um, Kings are a team that unfortunately has really not shown any promise in any direction uh, thus far. And they're kind of just uh, in the mix. All right. For everything you just said, you're wrong. <laughs> They're going to contend for a playoff spot. Yeah. I don't know. He was reading for 2019. So, Close. the Sacramento Kings won. They got better defensively with Hassan Whiteside. And Hashan Holmes is already a good defender. Um, Tyrese Halburn makes him more 
makes their, makes their backcourt more depth. And Buddy Heald, I think, just gets better because of how much he hates Luke Walton, to be honest with you. I think he, he tried to get out of there, and I think the only way he can get out of there is by playing. So and where where, uh, where do you think they, I they think see? They, I think they make the playoffs. At what? At what? Uh, seven. At seven? Okay. I think they finish on like 11. 10, 10. No, not 11. I'm sorry. Uh, 10 or 9. That's I think they go good push, though. All right, Kyle, I'll do a shot out with you. I think they lose 40, 40 games. They don't because they already have De'Aaron Fox, who's not going to let them. Listen, I think these are good players, but I just think the, the West is just, it's too competitive. Right, There's two teams Fox, that are better. Like, people don't like, – a lot of people don't like – a lot of King games aren't televised. And De'Aaron Fox is one of those players that, like, one, he's the fastest player in NBA. Listen, five. I don't doubt that. I just don't know how you're helping your argument. I'm getting there. You keep interrupting me. Well, I mean, you're talking about their television schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know the lines, <laughs> the lines are there. So what he's saying is that your your opinion is entirely based off of internet articles, not watching the Kings. Okay. Whereas we've watched Kings games. That's fair. I, I can I can accept they, that. They have they have space and place players. They have speed. They have scoring. They have defense. They have a new general manager. Yeah, they don't have a lot of divac anymore, so they're obviously going to make it. Whoa. You put some respect on <laughs> Vladdy's we, we will not. <laughs> we will not do that. All right. Um. All right. So we round it up. So let's, uh, let's get through the MV, uh, the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Most Improved Player predictions. Now, did you guys each do one person per award? Yeah, I did one. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's cool. That's fine with me. That's cool. I did. I did top three, but I, that's because I just decided to be froggy. All right. So who do you guys have for the MVP winner? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Oh, wow. Who do you have? I kind of just went the really lame one, Giannis. <laughs> no, I mean... It's a good well, pick. I, I just mean that there was not really a lot of passion behind the pick. <laughs> I just think... I, I, I think Luka just lights it up this year. Yeah. He's gonna be, I think he's going to be super good. But Giannis isn't a bad pick. Uh, rookie of the year. This one's going to be very interesting. Kendall. James Wiseman. Oh. I like that. I think he's a guy that, you know... Though I, he was kind of picked with Clay Thompson in mind. I I, I kind of think, but well, Clay Thompson just broke before the draft. Oh, started. well, then I, I guess I said. But it they wrong. they had their guy. They, need, they regardless of Clay picked plays or not, they needed Wiseman. Wiseman was going to be their pick the whole way. Huh? I agree with you. Oh, you're shaking your head. I was looking at the Bills game. Oh, I think the only way Wiseman wasn't their pick was if he went first. Yeah. Their biggest need by far was center. It's been their biggest need since the playoffs, since the championship game. Since before they won a championship the first time. They've always been lackluster at center. The best center like they've that. had has been JaVel McGee. No, Andrew Bogut. <laughs> JaVel McGee. McGee. Yeah, I think JaVel McGee was better than Andrew Bogut. <laughs> but either way, I have uh, LaMelo Ball, and I have LaMelo Ball because I think he puts up the best stats. He's obviously not going to make a big turn in like the win-loss category. But because of like how bad they are offensively, I think it's going to be him. See, I agree with you in everything you just said, but for Killian Hayes. Because <laughs> who the fuck else is scoring the basketball on that team? Derrick Rose. Do you think he's going to average 25 a game? Yeah. I don't think so. Derrick Rose is getting traded. <laughs> I think, I think, to the Bulls, I think Killian Hayes averages 22.5 a game. It could. But, in my opinion, I don't think so. All right, Defensive Player of the Year... Kyle, who you got? Uh, Giannis. Uh, he's just so lanky. He blocks a lot of shots. He's a lot of steals. People don't score on him because, you know, he's 6'8 at a small forward position. 
or point guard, whatever you want to fucking choose. I mean, you're not really one to say say anything about that. Yeah, I'm not good at defense. No, I'm talking about Ben Simmons. Oh, he's good. The, you know, the other six eight point guard in the league. I love him. Kendall. Now, is it? Can you win both awards? Yeah. Okay, so I was going to do Giannis again. I didn't. I just. Why know. can't you not win? Why could you not win? I don't know. Awards? I like, know. like Ryan Howard won two awards one year. What silver silver and MVP? Oh, he wasn't six man. He might have hmm. been. He was. Come, uh, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm picking Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. So it's a good pick. Yeah, I think it's Rudy Gobert. Um, Gobert. Coach of the year. Can I take the ring? Go ahead. I think it's Eric Spolstra. He has the least amount of um, star power on his roster, but he always makes the best out of it. They always, they always play well, no matter who's on that roster. Kendall? Uh, not a lot of fun, but uh, Brad Stevens. I just think you know he always gets the the best out of his players, and you know Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. So false, in my opinion. Popovich is the best coach. All right, second best coach in the NBA. Um, I both your both your picks are very solid picks. I disagree though because I think that the Celtics can't really do better than what they're projected to do. Exactly. And I don't think <laughs> that I think that there's so much extra hype added to Miami. That they kind of need the one seed for him to do it, and I don't know that they have that in them. Hey, just well, a quick... because because of their Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Yep. I think the head coach of the year because he's a first year coach and he's going to be getting back arguably the best scorer in the NBA is going to be Steve Nash with the Brooklyn Nets. I got a quick question Hello? for you guys. Yep. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> cool. Most improved player, Kyle. Tell me why it's Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So it is Michael Porter Jr. Because <laughs> like the past few years, he's been playing only like sixteen, like twenty minutes max, and because he's had a back injury over the past few years, he was able to rest the back, and now he's playing at a full starting position, and like in those in those limited minutes, he put up insane amount of numbers. And I think, like, because of his shooting, because of his scoring ability, because of his defense and length, he can really expand, you know, his game. And I think it does, and I think it's no hand. I think it'd be really hard for him not to win this award this year. All right. Kendall, tell me why it's Shea Gilligan's Alexander. Uh, I don't really have a good reason for why him. But did you pick him? I did not. Who'd you pick? I picked Zion. Hmm. And I picked him for, for one reason only. And it's because last season did not pan out as it should have for a lot a lot of players in the NBA. And I think that if he if he had played a, a regular a regular NBA season last year, that he wouldn't even be in the conversation. But because this coming year is projected to be more regular than not. So you think he gets it based on more off of like injury and lack of play time? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, tell me why it's Shea. I actually don't think it's Shea. Yeah? I think it's Tyler Hero. All good picks. Yeah, I I think the reason for it is because I, I think that Shea is going to play out of his mind, but I do also think he's going to suffer because he's going to be the only person on the team worth guarding. Here's the thing, Shea is not off, is not going to be most improved because he, everybody already knows how good he is. Well, the thing too is is like because of what that team is and how he's the only option when they play the Clippers, he's pretty much going to be guarded every single play by either Kawhi or Paul George. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I he's always going to be guarded by somebody really good. Um, Tyler Hero, I think that Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo are the two players on the Miami Heat that would most likely take 
um, steps back if necessary. Whereas Tyler Hero, I think, can kind of escape that Alex Caruso hype role because he's that dunker, you know, and, and that fun white guy that everybody likes to, to root for in the NBA. I think he can really take that next step into being that next star power piece for the Miami. By the way, Deontay Johnson. Oh, you hurt? That's a bummer. Hurt his ankle. No, he's done for the game, huh? <clears throat> That's a bummer. Who is it? Deontay Johnson just tore his ACL. Gotta hate the non-contact injury. Just, he sprained his ankle. Drives you nuts. All right, and let's go to the east versus east and west. Uh, full full predictions. So he's walking on his own power. Do we do six man? No, we we just did it. Oh, okay. I think the six man is Eric Blood. So I think it's Dennis Schroeder. Spencer Dinwiddie. All three of them could happen. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> East predictions? All right. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, you want to start eight to one? Uh, one uh, eight to one. I got the Hawks at eight. Yep. Raptors, Pacers, Nets, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Bucks. Okay. All right. Kendall? Eight up. Uh, Hawks at eight. Pacers at seven, Raptors six, Sixers at five, Heat at four, Nets whoa, at three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Sixers are at five. You're doing something wrong there, Kendall. They should be at six. Boo, <laughs> boo. Make him drink Graves and me too. Um, Nets at three, Celtics two, Bucks uno. Matt, did you do it? Nope, you didn't. Yes, I have to remember where I saved it though. <laughs> I, I, have, a, I have a folder for everything I do. No, he doesn't have a hentai folder. <laughs> Prove it, Matt. Oh, yes, hentai. he does. No, he doesn't. He has a hentai laptop. <laughs> it's true. It's at home. This is my porn laptop. This is my hentai laptop. Otherwise known as art. So, Matt, do you, uh, you have it? Yes, give me a second. I don't think you know. do. We're, do- we're doing eight to one? Yeah. You got one, Mark? Yes. Go ahead. Eight to one. Wizards, Pacers, Raptors, Sixers, Heat, Nets, Celtics, Bucks. I'll go next while Massey finds it. From the east, I have 8-1. to one. Atlanta, Washington, Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Bring in the heat. Bring in the- <laughs> I think the Pacers missed the playoffs. Yeah. I do. I, I I just think that no they could I, I just I think there's they are very good defensively but I don't think that they have the ability to win those shootout style games and they have no depth bench. Well, Victor Oladipo taking the shot at the end, he's gonna make it. So huh? Victor Oladipo's gonna make the last last second shot. All right, I got mine pulled up. Um, are we going eight to one? You said yep. Uh, got Hawks, Pacers, Nets. Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks. You pretty much all have the same. Uh, I picked the Bucks for fourth, and everybody else picked them for one. And everybody well, else like picked... the same teams. Yeah. No. Right, in the West, Kendall. I have the Golden State Warriors at eight. I have the Trailblazers at seven. Suns at six. Jazz at five. Mavericks at four. Nuggets at three. Clippers at two. Lakers at one. I have the Suns at 8, the Pels at 7, the Mavs at 6, the Nuggets at 5, the Jazz at 4, the Rockets at 3, the Clippers at 2, and the Lakers at 1. 
I have Pelicans, Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz, Blazers, Mavericks, Clippers, Lakers. Did you also forget the Warriors? Or did you leave them out on purpose? I got them out on purpose. Hmm. I didn't forget the Warriors. Pelicans, Warriors, Trailblazers, Jazz, Mavericks, Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers. And I went Portland, Phoenix, Dallas, Utah, Clippers, Houston, Denver, Lakers. Did you forget the Warriors? I did, but I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> I, think, I think it works. So. Road Ryan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spewing out a quick whisper fuck off. <laughs> microphone. Um, all right. So, unfortunately, I wanted to do something, some, a Christmas-themed game, but I think we're out of time. Who's that? Um, 97. So, we're going to have a very fun show next week. We're going to have the Drunkies. Um, I'm hoping that tomorrow, thanks to Kendall's help and nobody else's, um, you all suck, the three of you. Yep. Um, but, Kendall, thank you for submitting a plethora of ideas. I Hopefully, we'll have some more if you need them. Thank you. Um, so, I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow or Wednesday, I will submit to each of the members of the podcast uh, maybe four or five Drunkie categories. And then you guys, it'll be up to you guys to pick four, uh, four nominees for each category. Okay. Um, and then next week we will do our Drunkies, Drunkies Awards. We're also going to have a fun game to play, assuming I can find a place that's open big enough to print me a, a seven foot by four foot poster. I could actually do that if you need a bin. At home? No, but I know a guy that has a print shop. I don't like you. <laughs> um, I agree. Rebecca? Why? What, like, vote? Um, if everyone can submit them, do you on time? What time would you need those submitted by, Sunday? Uh, Monday hmm? by 8.30. Uh, no. And, uh, yeah. So, well, we're going to have a very fun episode next week. I think this was a good episode, though. I liked it. Just and use your Google NBA, form. It was great. NBA, NBA blow-up. Mock was able to get a lot of Borderlands in. Yeah, I moved to Madden, and I'm playing pretty bad. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so lots of fun stuff. Um, beer reviews? So everybody had three. Mark, what'd you have to drink? We didn't get to you for Toastal. So so I actually didn't drink a beer. I made That's a unfortunate. Uh, rum and Coke. Wow. With what kind of rum? Kraken? No, uh, Captain Morgan 100 proof. What did you drink, Mark? Wow, returning to the good old days, huh? Yeah, found him, found him down in my cabinet over there. Guy's gonna be drinking. I bet you that guy does a boilermaker in quarantine. Mock, what did you say you were drinking? No, a rum and coke. Oh, good for you, man. All right, so uh, probably shouldn't have thrown our put our beers away. Um, <laughs> you remember what you drank, Mass? How was I, the pecan pie porter? Uh, it was actually really good. Um, <sighs> it had the. Low, it didn't have as much pecan flavor as I was really hoping for. I wanted it to be a little bit sweeter, uh, knowing it. I was going and expecting like a pie flavored beer kind of thing. Um, very solid beer, though. Uh, I would call it probably like an after dinner drink. It's not something I would just sit around and crush. Um, I give it three out of five stars. I would have it again. Uh, and then I had the reindeer. What was the reindeer one? The reindeer games. Reindeer games. Um, Bavarian-style ale. Uh, I don't know that I've had one of those before. Um, it's kind of a unique taste. It was hoppy, but a weird kind of hoppy. 
Um, a little stronger than the pecan pie. Um, again, not something I would crush, but I'd probably sit around and sip it. Uh, I'd give it a three out of five. I'd get it again. And the uh, Royal Standard, the Wee Heavy Ale. Didn't have it yet. No? No. That's a rough I only got I only got through two of them. Oh, man. I was thinking about having another beer, and I was like, damn. Paul? Uh, no. Kyle. Kyle? Kyle, how's Space Cake? Uh, Space Cake was the best out of the three I had. It's a uh, four and a half out of five. Very solid. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Very, uh. very, very solid. All right, and then I believe you traded for the Galactica Double IPA. Yep, that's the one I finished with. Also very solid. Give it a three out of five. Very, it, it wasn't a strong hoppy taste, but it was very solid. And then the Bubble Farm IPA. I give that a three and a half. Um, all the beers I had today were very good. They weren't overpowering. They weren't strong. They were very tasty. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Sorry. Kendall, Shut how up. Was, Kendall, how was the Double Dry Hop to Yeehaw? Yeehaw. Oh, sorry. It was... I just went off of what I know you had. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so I like the Yeehaw a lot. Uh, I, I love New England style IPAs. Um, I could see myself drinking maybe one or two of these. Uh, and I, 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 for both my IPAs, and I'll, I'll mention my other one after, I definitely ran into kind of the, the burnout factor. Uh, I, I think like if you had a whole bunch of these, it just it just burn, burns out your 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 palate very quickly. Seven uh, percent, still very good, very solid. Uh, New England IPA I would definitely drink this. You know, any any time. Uh, awesome name and awesome can art. Uh, I like the guy Yeehaw. guy riding like a what do they call it? like those uh, spring unicorn things at like the playground. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah the- well, I guess you. Well, it's it's got a better name than that, and he's got like an, an otter wearing a space uh, helmet on. Very cool. And then the Eagle Claw Fist IPA. Um, same type of deal. I, I really enjoyed it. It's just kind of a, a standard IPA, eight percent. Um, I I found it to be very um very very bitter, kind of like quickly to burn out the palate. Um, but I bet you this would be like excellent on draft. I, I would really enjoy it uh, a lot, and. You know, as we drink a lot of IPAs on the show, I think more often than that there there's tends to be similarities more more Versus than like really exceptions. So very good. And the uh, one man. Well, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Hmm. Uh, Kendall, Spring Rider or Spring Rocker? Yes. And the one man holiday, the Belgian quadruple ale. Uh, so this one really threw me for, I haven't had, this was, this was a Belgian style quadruple ale. Uh, I've not had, I think that the most recently I've had something similar was kind of like a farmhouse ale. Uh, from Probably the Spencer Qu- Trappist. That was a pretty bad Burger King sandwich. So I, I, I've had a handful of these. It, it's good. It's something I probably, I wouldn't always go for. Because, but also I'm saying that too because I think on this show, we drink a lot of IPAs. We drink a lot of the same style beers. Just, I don't know why. Because um, we do. Because we do. That's what we like. And, and also because the market is so saturated with IPAs. It just it just is. You're an IPA. Thank you. Um, 8%. Uh, it, it was very good. It's just, I, I think I came into it unexpected. And, and it definitely it, it messed with my head a little bit. But it was still good. I recommend it if that's the style of beer you like to drink. So, thumbs up. All right, started off with the uh, Hoppy Feet, the black IPA. It was, a, it was actually a pretty hoppy black ale, which if you're going to have the black ales, you like them to be hoppy. At least I do. Um, it was a very solid beer. Um, I'd give it 3.2 stars. Um, not overly uh, heavy um, by any stretch of the imagination, but very solid. 
Then I went on to the Chocolate Sombrero Mexican Stout, which um, I'm actually going to give it a 2 out of 5. It, it was a good beer, but it was kind of missing for me. It was very bland and all the things that make a Mexican Stout a Mexican Stout. Hmm. Um, it, it was a good, like, dark beer. It drank more like a porter than a stout. Um, I would definitely, like, it's weird. I, I give it a two because it didn't, to me, come out like a Mexican stout, but it was a good beer. I drink it again. Um, and then I finished off with the Advent Party Crasher, which was an Imperial stout. Um, it was actually really good. It, it, it's an, it's kind of a nice breath of fresh air to have an Imperial stout that, uh, isn't, you know, 14%. Uh, it was a nice round eight, so it was definitely a stout that you could drink like four or five of. A crushable stout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, kind of. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what the Imperial Stout Trooper is. Um, it's kind of that crushable style of stout. Um, it wasn't overly malty. It wasn't overly bearing in any flavor. Not too heavy on the coffee or anything like that. Uh, really well rounded. I liked it a lot. I'd give it a three point seven out of ten. Just kidding. Out of five. <laughs> Mark, where can they find us? Listen, they can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's being very fearful for your uh, fantasy football finals hopes or having a COVID exposure. Yeah, those are real bummers, guys. Well, especially, <laughs> especially, especially for Mark, because like every, every second of his life now is a COVID exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. It's great. But find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, man, I left one out. iHeartRadio. Um, like, subscribe, review. Find us. Comment. Be sure to check out the other show, the other shows on PPRN. Uh, Kendall, list them, please. <laughs> Uh, we got the greatest thing, uh, the best thing, rather, you've never heard. Uh, that's on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe. Uh, Joe Antonio's show, uh, that's uh, weekdays at noon. We also have the best thing you've ever heard, which is the GSWD sports radio show. That's right. And the Peter Pino show. Bingo, the, baby. The flagship show here, uh, celebrating 10 years. 10 years. And hopefully, even though it'll be 11 years next year, hopefully we're hoping this COVID stuff is all over. We'll have a big, you know, uh, radio party, you know. We'll see how that plays out, but hopefully next year. But uh, Peter Pino show uh, Wednesday, seven thirty to ten thirty. Make sure to tune in next week for the final episode of Getting Special Drunk for the twenty twenty year. We know it hasn't been a great year, but we hope to give you a great show. Um, good sending off party. We're gonna have the drunkies. We're gonna have a fun game to play, which is gonna be very heavy in the uh, GSWD uh, point system. Yeah, what happens at the end of this year with the GSWD points? I have a trophy. Cool. I have a trophy for the winner. Who's in the lead right now? I will disclose all of that at the beginning of next show. Gotcha. Um, a lot riding on it. Yeah, I want well, a trophy. I can't wait trophy. to blow it. <laughs> it's just a trophy. Well, the game next week does weigh in very heavily in points. There's, there's a lot of points because it's going to be a very big show. Also, courtesy of the Riddler, uh, beer will be supplied. Oh, thank you. For the show, as part of the game. Damn. Mock, don't worry. Oh, wait, Mock can't play the game next week. I won't be there. Fuck. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca's going to have to play for you. Oh, that's terrible. Well, well there the, you go, Mock. The, 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 game, the game requires you to be in person. 
See, Mock, this is what happens when you get COVID. I didn't get it. Yeah, you should have gotten it over Thanksgiving like us. <laughs> Again, I, I thought that I did. Your, your rat of a husband tried to get us. Then Mark tried to get us. That's right. Neither of you got me. Kyle will be the one that gets us, though. Join the ratitude, Mark. The ratitude. Mark, I'll see if I can find a way to... I got to see if I can create a way... Because, like, printing the poster doesn't require anything, like, doesn't give anything away. I want to see if I can figure out a way to have Rebecca host it, and I'll play for you. Hey, history shows that works out well for mine. <laughs> yes, it does. But there's a pretty good chance Rebecca plays for you. Good. But the problem with Rebecca That's playing, the problem with Rebecca playing is that Rebecca's going to have to drink a little bit in order to play. So she'll be on break. She'll be fine. Figure that out, Rebecca. Um, make sure to tune next week for a bunch of fun stuff. All the PPRN Radio Network shows. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. COVID washable. <laughs> no. Mock. The Mass Chris Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah.